Hello, and welcome to Final Show Films. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, I'm John, the executive producer here, and I just want to let you know that uh, we appreciate you watching, and all of those of you that support us financially and just by having a good time here and chat with us. Uh, particularly, we want to thank our $25 tier supporters on Patreon, uh, which are Rowan Parker, Drevian Alexander, Samantha Bates, Catwater Flame, and L. Thank you all very much for your support over the years. It's meant a lot to all of us. We appreciate it. And now I hope you sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to <clears throat> On Trails of Stardust, a fifth edition science fantasy campaign run by me. I am William. I am your game master for this game. Uh, joining me today, we have Jack. Hey, everybody. I'm Jack. I'm playing Till Wayland, avian way of the Iron Path monk, and one half of the birds and the birds and the bees. And Camille? Yes, we're doing that. All right, so... Um, I'm playing, I'm Camille, I'm playing Gideon Eaglin, um, the avian dead-eye rogue, who is the other half of the birds in, in the Birds and the Bees. Uh, and Craig? Hi, um, I am playing the bees! <laughs> a, uh, a bunch of nocturne and torch bees that are collectively a swarmkeeper ranger. That is named what? Bees. Yes, you didn't say that specifically. I so. did. I said I'm the bees. <laughs> yes, but that could be interpreted two ways. Because he is also the bees in the birds and the bees. I know. I was <laughs> ironically, I was trying to to move quickly through my introduction, but that seems to have backfired. No, we're gonna focus a little bit longer. No. <laughs> Well, uh, then I will point out it is bees, all caps, exclamation mark. All of those required. John. You said the whole thing. Like, drive call, please. Uh, I'm John. I'm playing both the profile card, jumping around as William does, uh, and also Coltarn, the orc artificer who is not part of that naming convention. And Jeremy. Hi, uh, I am Jeremy. I am playing Kendall Fairchild. Uh, Aladrin Warlock of Daddy. That's what it says right yep. there on the portfolio card. Yeah, you give me shit about the name. I that requires no explanation. Uh, well, if it requires explanation, I think people need to look inside themselves. Agree to disagree, my friend. <laughs> Molly. Uh, hi, I'm Holly. I'm playing Mistel, uh, Envarin Rogue, not a bird or a bee. Uh, and then Cody. Um, Cody, I'm playing Varush Arul, the Loxodon Oath of Watchers Paladin, and Entrails of Stardust is the Eldritch Horror type shit he's on the uh, keeping an eye out for. I didn't know that K was, was pronounced as an L. Anyway, you may have changed how you spelled your last name between when you gave it to me and when you just said it. <laughs> nope, it's been the same the whole time. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, that's the way it's been ever since I've known it. Anyway, 
This is our best intro yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you last... say that at least half the time. <laughs> when last we, because when last we keep outdoing ourselves. <laughs> when last we left off, uh, the group had had a celebration interrupted by the arrival of the Necros Pirates, a group of undead space pirates uh, who were apparently looking for something on this planet uh, that led to an all-out assault uh, with a variety of different adventurers moving on to try and combat the pirate invasion. Uh, the group and ended up in, a, in an encounter with a group of pirates and some shadow beasts uh, uh, in the town square, which was interrupted by the arrival of the pirate queen Nyx herself, who told them to stop wasting their goddamn time and uh, shot one of them as an example, and the other two proceeded to move off with her. Uh, as the group is recovering from the end of that, with Gideon seeking uh, his his home to check on his to check on his family, uh, and with uh, Coltarn running after to try and perform some healing. Uh, the Walking. group is the, the the group is also alerted to some shit going down back at the journey at the journeys ahead tavern as they hear a scream from one of the occupants, and that's where we pick up, um, starting with Gideon as you stumble your way into the the um, the I'm trying to. F- find out and trying to think of the proper term for the establishment brothel that's the word i'm thinking I for say, i thought you were trying to doctor it up because i was gonna say it's a brothel dog you call it a brothel that's what it is <laughs> now, the, word, the word the word brothel was not coming to my head apparently gotcha. i spelled varus al rule the correctly everywhere except on the actual image a, that is amazing like, job. The I mean, name like, of the PSD is all rule. The name of the image is all rule, but on the image itself, I put a K. Like, no hate. <laughs> I have no room to talk about baking typos, <laughs> but that is fantastic. Pretty great. I have a special skill, you, and I fixed it. So I walk in. I call my mamas by name individually. What are their names? How many of them are there? There are six. Mama Leah, Mama Erin, Mama Harriet, Mama Ellie, Mama Nina, Mama Vi. Um, I have I sent them to you in a message last week. Yep. So you have their races as well. Indeed. And let me pull up that information so that I've got it. Yeah, and the, the the first one, the first one to come running is the dwarven one, Mama Vi, uh, who is just like as you as you enter the room, just sort of comes charging down the stairs looking, Gideon, are you all right? Oh, you look terrible. And she just kind of runs down, uh, like goes to check up on you and is immediately tending to the various wounds that you've got on you. Where's everyone else? Are, is everyone okay? Everyone's fine. We've been able to take care of ourselves. Don't worry about us. You you look like you've been shot several times. God. What are yeah. you about getting yeah. out of the way of the guns? I was. I was trying to come here to find you. When the people with guns are between here and there, here isn't the best place to be because you've got to cross the guns. 
Yep, but Mama, they were coming. They were here. They were in the courtyard. They were there. And I yeah, so you ran across it. them instead of dealing with them first. Well, no, I was deal. I was also dealing with them, sort of. I flew up. I flew up. I was up. I was in yeah, the so air. Yes, so you got away from any cover. Yeah. I was just worried, Mama. We can take care of ourselves. I promise you that. And it's at roughly that point that um, there's a thump on the door as it opens up and you can see the the large form of the lawmaster um, leaning into the door with an assault rifle, just sort of cocked and ready. Everyone else in, everyone else in here all right? They say as, as they look around. And behind her, a pile of bees, a fairy, and another orc approach them. <laughs> I'm sorry, behind them, a pile of bees, a fairy, and another orc. Everything all right? And Vi looks over. Lawmaster, we're all right. Everything's going all right. Um, we should be good. Uh, no one's injured here except for Gideon. And Lawmaster nods. All right, I'm going door to door. If there's any, if there's any more trouble, come and get me. It looks like most of them are retreating. Keep an eye out. I don't know why they were here. And Lawmaster disappears to continue heading door to door. I can't wait for the spin-off series where we all play Gideon's Mamas. <laughs> That's just the name of it. Mama's Gideon's house. Mama. It's just the apostrophe has moved over one time. <laughs> <laughs> but then bees and uh and coltarn are in the door behind. So and Mistel was riding bees. Yes. Yeah. So all of that um, happens. And everyone's are... fine, bees. We just, I just got busted. I took the things off the corpses, like you said. Hi, Mama Vi. Gideon got shot, but it's okay. We're here. I have a new friend. They smell really nice. Also, this one is a doctor, but not a cop or a pirate. Bees, really? The what first thing you, you do is snitch on me. You should have said everything else first and then snitch on me. Oh, okay. Mama Vi, hi. I'm here. I have a new friend. They smell nice. I have another. Never mind these. Never mind these. Never mind. Never mind these. Never mind. <laughs> okay. Holy cow! So I step into the room, crouching as I need to. I don't know. Uh, look over at Gideon. Do you have any allergies? Uh, no. Cool. And I pull out a small, like, vial slotted into a needle gun and just sort of lean over and into the arm. That's nice. What, what, what was it? You get, you, you are healed for eight. You get eight hit points. It's a complex formula blending nanotechnology and some amount of troll genetic material bonded magic chemically in order to stimulate rapid regeneration of damaged tissue within a given subject. Uh, who's it now? It cures most things. Oh, sweet. Anyways, there was screaming. I'm going to go check it out. Nice to meet you. Turns, walks out, heads back towards the bar. Mama Aaron here. She'll be proud of me. She'll be proud of us. Sorry, what was the question, Bees? Is Mama Aaron here? Mama Aaron. Uh, Vi looks over. 
Erin's keeping an eye out for everyone else. Uh, she, when things started going south, she started running around trying to make sure that everyone else was okay. She's probably out patrolling right now. Okay, tell her I stole some guns. <laughs> tell her we stole some guns. Mama Erin would think I did come. Mama Erin's also the reason most of you get in trouble, isn't it? Are we in trouble? No, you're no, not we're not in trouble. See, Gideon, we told you we were the best bees. Mama, Ed, Mama Eden's the reason you end up getting, you end up running head to head with the lawmaster all the time. I mean, that's not entirely old. Although I would argue that the lawmaster is more the reason I end up getting running into the lawmaster most of the time. But semantics, I guess. Look, the lawmaster is just doing their job to try and protect most of us in the city. It's more than I can say for most security and law enforcement on most planets. The fact that the lawmaster here is actually here to protect and uphold the law rather than enforce the will of whoever has the most money and power. It's something you won't see in many other worlds. So respect them for that. Yes, ma'am. I'm going to go see what that screaming was about. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not. Because I got to stay here. No, wait, wait. I don't have to stay here. Please, we don't have to stay here. The mamas are fine. We can go see what the screaming was about. Bye, mama. Okay. Let's go. Bye, mama. Be careful. Yes, Hello. Ma'am. Goodbye. Nice to meet you. You as well. Mr. We're going this way now. Hold on. Wee. We're adults now. Sort of. We're two. Bees, don't spoil it, okay? Let's just go see what's going on. Okay. So I assume Kendall and Till and Verouge were the closest to the screaming when it happened, right? Uh, It was heading, it was coming from the place that you had just come from. So everyone who was on the southern ends, yeah, Kendall, Till, and Verouge would have been the closest. All right. (laughs) Yeah, when there's, when there's screaming, Till basically looks over at Kendall. Miss Fairchild, how are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. Did you get injured? No. All right. I mean, I think this dress is ruined, but, you know. Physically, you're all right. I'm fine. All right. Good. What's that noise? Someone screaming. Oh. It happens when pirates attack. Usually they're screaming. Should we like go and see? Till's going to do his best to make a tactical analysis of the surroundings and see if there seem to be any imminent threats in the immediate area and then secondarily towards where the screaming is coming from. Um, the scream was a one-off, like a scream of horror, like someone just saw something horrendous and screamed. Um, uh, but aside from that, there doesn't appear to be any immediate threats in the vicinity or leading that way. And did Verouge run off? 
Did you say yeah? Kendall? Yeah. As soon as when you asked, uh, I was muted. But when you asked Kendall if she was hurt, and she's like, "No, I'm fine." He was like, "That's good enough for me." And turned and started running <laughs> towards the screen. We'll follow our Loxodon friend then. Safety. All in right. Nope. Swish, swish, swish. Walks along, going through <laughs> their 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 data pad. Flipping, scrolling through, walking behind. Until just has a gun loaded, cocked, ready, and is watching every possible angle that he can and following Verouge. And making sure that Kendall doesn't fall behind. And checking rooftops. (laughs) Kendall is doing none of those observing things. Not a bit. I believe it. So the group of you make your way back to Journeys Ahead. Uh, And as you enter, you find that the majority of the tavern has emptied out. Uh, There aren't that many people left aside from the staff, including um, Vira, who is Mama Vi's sister, who's another dwarf, um, who was the person who screamed from what you can tell, just from familiarity with her voice and the where she's standing. Um, her, she's the only member of the staff left in the building. The other two seem to have run off to help with the rest of the town. Uh, she was staying to hold down the building. And you see Karos and Sonus, the heads of the Adventurers Guild, who had also seemed to stay around to, to help defend the building. Um, but the three of them are standing over and sort of inspecting what appears to be an unfamiliar dead body that has appeared within the confines of Journeys Ahead. It's unique looking, to say the least. It's the the shape of the body itself is what you would associate with a tiefling, those who are of fiendish heritage, so with some kind of Zarhemian ancestry. Um, the sort of pale reddish skin and curling horns around the around the top of their head with sort of long black hair flowing down, uh, dressed in an outfit that you've never seen the like of before. It's almost a combination between some kind of bodysuit and magical interface attire. And the most shocking thing is that from their spine, they're, they're, they're laying face down, but from the base of their spine going up to their shoulders and blossoming out along the lengths of their arms are a series of one-inch circular puncture wounds that have no blood, but just these holes in their back and arms that are like about a one-inch hole each that seem to have be completely devoid of anything, like just a blackness in on their body as they lay face down on the ground, collapsed and not breathing, presumably dead. That's unusual. Real quick gonna do a divine sense to make sure it is dead and not undead it is definitely dead you're not getting any sense of creature like all like we're living creature off of it or undead creature does um my uh symbol um 
Oh, wait, no, that only works on Celestial Fiends and Undead. I, does my symbol trigger off of uh, Celestial or Fiend from this? There's a sense of fiendish energy, but you're not certain if that's just residual or something else, but it's not, you're not sensing any active creatures. Okay. From the back, you just hear, oh my god, that's so funny. And the Vira kind of looks up as, as Varush enters and just, we were here protecting and he just sort of fell out of thin air, just died. I don't, he was already dead when we got to him, but he just sort of fell out of thin air. Sorry, what? Ew. You recognize this individual? I'd never seen him before in my life. And Karos and Soda sort of kneeling down. There's something familiar about him, but I'm not able to place him anywhere. Till's looking at the wounds specifically. Does it look like anything he's ever seen before? Can he gain any, like, what would cause these or what sort of effects would one expect from these? Did somebody try and take his synovial fluid and just grab his arms as well? You know, that kind of thing. Roll uh, investigation. Ooh, I'm really bad at that. Nine! Well, nine, you're not able to learn much. What you are able to learn is that these holes didn't kill him. Okay. Uh, These holes look to have been here for a while. There's like parts of his outfit are designed around these holes that have been placed all over his back and arms. The thing that killed him is that there's a gaping hole through his chest from the front as you turn him over that looks like he's been run through with something. Well, I think this individual died of getting massively stabbed. I mean, you think? Checking, and then checking on Kendall to make sure that she's not doing anything stupid or putting herself in any danger. Nope. She's currently uh... just looking over the shoulder, just, just seeing what she can see as well. And this is and about the time I don't, that I don't else recognize this figure at all, do I? Nope. Okay. This Good is about fun. the time that everyone else would show up as well. I will go ahead and roll an investigation too, because oh. you never know. Nope. <laughs> Nothing. Kendall yep. and Till Detective Definitely. Agency. This is great. Right. <laughs> yep, it's definitely the big hole that definitely did it. So what's going on in here? Hole in person. Ew. Oh, is that what she's screaming about? The guy that's dead? From what you can gather, yes, that's what Vira was that what Vira had screamed about because a dead body just fell out of air, fell out of thin air in front of her. And so she screamed as she would. Oh, it fell out of You mean like he wasn't here? And then he showed up and he was dead? No, I I was standing here. And then something happened, and that thing fell out of thin air and fell over. I want to can I can I take a look at it and see if I can put anything together from that description and what it looks like. Yeah. Uh, Romy, yeah, investigation or Arcana. Uh, I did a investigation, uh, got eighteen. Yeah, so let's see how the two of you do. Arcana for twenty-one. So with an eighteen investigation. Um, 
is the wound that you're seeing is devoid of any kind of viscera or blood. Like the the gaping hole in their chest is completely empty. There's aren't there aren't even any organs on the inside of the chest, which to you speaks of um, uh, void entities damage something from Ganunga Gap. The things that eat everything. Um, so definitely some kind of attack by a void creature, which is maybe not super surprising because it looked like the pirates had void entities under their command because they were walking with void walkers, but you don't see any signs of other intrusion that would indicate a pirate attack. So this would have been just a void entity rather than like a physical attack. Um, And with a 21 arcana, this individual has the, the scent of recent magic about them, something between illusion and conjuration so they may have either just been here and then fallen over or arrived here as they were dying but they definitely weren't just standing in the room and died something was either concealing or brought them here as they were dying did they have an id chip on them or anything as you look them over there is no form of identification here so I pull out a small data pad with a scanner attached to it and just sort of crouch down over the body and I'm going to cast Identify on it to see if there are any magical effects lingering that were on it previously that it can identify. Um, um, identi- or anything still going. Go, go on, Camille. Uh, I was just going to say, without if I can do this without getting in their way too much, I'm going to try to look for any like identifying markings or like... Uh, tattoos or you know brands or anything like that you know that might indicate this person was like a slave or something like that um roll me a perception check you got it Hmm. Sixteen. with a 16 you don't see any unique identifiers. In fact, there seems to be a lack of unique identifiers is actually what stands out to you. There is nothing that would tell you where this person is from. There's no planet markings. There's no, like, clan markings. There's nothing to identify who they no are. No slave brand, no nothing. They seem completely clean slate. Except for the weird holes. Except weird. for the weird holes in their back and obviously the gaping hole in their chest. Uh, hey, guys. Does anybody notice that? I mean, where's this guy from? My first guess is uh, from a very bad teleportation. My second guess is whatever this information will spit out. Uh, so the identify spell it takes a minute. Points so. out it takes a minute, but after after a minute, it points out a lingering. Presence of magic that is rapidly fading, it's not able to identify any particular spell, but just that there was a lot of magical energy around this person that vanished around the time it fell out of the air. What do I know? Since since since, since the description was they fell out of the air, um, what do I know about the mechanics of teleportation in, in this world? 
Like, like when you teleport, say, like, say I was going to cast teleport and I'm targeting this bar and I'm on a planet on the other side of the galaxy. The mechanics of how that happens, what, like, what does, the, what happens there? So most traditional teleport spells cannot take you across planetary boundaries. Um, like even like regular, like teleport as a spell, um, only works roughly speaking within a million miles. Um, there are, there, are, there are specialized teleportation magic that are designed to carry people across the galaxy and things that cross, like, dimensional boundaries, like Dream of the Blue Veil can take you from world to world. Um, but traditional teleportation magics are limited to planetary scale rather than intergalactic scale. Um, and the, like, plane shift will only take you to alternate planes within the planetary realm of where you're at. Um, and gate can only go so far as well you need you need very specific or powerful magic to cross intergalactic distances with a teleportation spell. and uh, am i do i have any idea of like those since that since it's rare do i have any idea of what kind of what kind of technology or spells might be able to do that the most common form of of teleportation magic that can cross galactic boundaries is the void gates i would assume void gates yeah. Um, and and gap-based teleportation. Anything that travels through Ganunga Gap is able to cover those distances very easily. So um, the most common tech, the most common source of technology that would allow someone to do that is precursor tech. That's just that's just the most common. Yeah. Do I know what would happen if you were to say be jettisoned out of the airlock mid void jump? You would probably no longer exist. Because okay. the void is a is a realm that eats. Yeah. It is it is the realm of emptiness and hunger. And someone being jettisoned out of a, out of a ship's void shields mid void jump is equivalent to dumping someone in super acid. Yeah. So they wouldn't like bits of them wouldn't materialize elsewhere in the in the galaxy. They would just be gone for good. As okay. far as you know, they would either be eaten or turned into a void creature. All right. So yeah. So after after sort of analyzing it for a little bit. So, my suspicion is that they were already on planet, hiding from something, or coming to get something, and ran across something very bad. Something bad enough to eat them through space. With an 18, would you say that I'm familiar with this creature's smell now? This corpse's smell? Probably, yeah. Would I be able body. to see if I could follow, if it, if there's a scent that I could follow? There is no scent that you can follow, unfortunately. It just appears here. There's no trace. Okay. There's no there's no lingering anywhere else. This That's, thing just showed up. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure that it, it did just show up and didn't like, wasn't like crawling on the ceiling and then keeled over and died and fell. Pretty sure the answer to this question is yes, but we've already searched him, correct? Yes, he doesn't have anything on him. The only, like... The, the the thing the things that make him unique he has no he has no possessions aside from his clothing his clothing is very specifically tailored and magitechnically augmented to work around these holes in his back and on his arms like he's got like on the back of his palm is one of these holes and they're just like little one inch diameter black empty spaces on his body that go up his arms across his shoulders and down his spine. And when you say black empty spaces, we're not talking about there's a hole and you can see tissue and bone and whatnot inside. It's literally, it's full of black. 
Yeah, there is just black. These holes clearly do something. Um, do I recognize some purpose? Do I recognize the Magitek on his outfit? Or like like no. the, the make like who would have there is like that's that's the weird that's the second weird thing about his outfit is you can't tell who made it. Does it look precursor? Maybe you've never really seen like extant <laughs> precursor personal outfits that haven't been like sealed, and this looks custom built even for that. Like yeah. if this was precursor tech, it was custom built precursor tech, but uh, from the precursor age. Yeah, but it's definitely it's not like somebody somebody built this and I recognize their signature. It's no, absolutely. It's not. custom built. I just don't know by who. Yeah. Mistle's gonna fly over and poke one of the little black holes. As you sort of reach in, there's just nothing there. Like there's a wall to it, but it has no texture or sense of touch. Like you you can you can see that your finger can't go to the exteriors of this hole, but it's not like mm-hmm. touching the inside of a wound. There's just nothing there. These are weird. What are you doing? I'm poking it. Oh, we can go inside. One of the wasps lands and just crawl, tries to crawl into the hole. It's it's like sitting on the inside of like a pot. There, it's just it's smooth and there's nothing there. Okay, so the so the darkness is coming from whatever the material is on the walls. It's not like a hole into space or something. There's a definite bottom. Yeah, there is a bottom and there is a side, but it's has no texture or sense of interaction. It's just a black space. Okay. Have Dude, I ever don't do things like that. that. Have we ever encountered anything like that? Uh, not that you've seen. Okay. Yeah. Perhaps weird. We should take this to... I mean, uh, where weird. would you take it? Isn't there a local oracle of some sort? Hmm? Uh, yeah, everyone, 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 everyone is yes. aware that the Oracle of Nocturna is one of the more popular reasons that adventurers get their start here. And if you can reach her and survive, she can typically answer some variety of questions or tell you about your future, depending on what her mood strikes. I mean, she might be able to tell us who he is, where he came from, but do we really need to bother? It's a corpse. It's a weird corpse, but it's a corpse. <clears throat> Except, what if there's more of them coming? And what if whatever this thing could do is a problem? I mean, if there's more corpses coming, I don't know how that's a problem, but I do agree that whatever killed it might be. Or why ever whatever killed it might be. We don't know what those things did before it was dead. Or why it showed up here once it was dead. Hmm. Or why it was coming here that made it show up here once it was dead. I look over towards the I look over towards the barkeep and, and folks that are here. So is this Oracle a long ways away or next door? Uh it's not a short trip. The Well, sorry, dwarf. It's not a short trip, but um few days through the wilderness. If you're going by foot anyway. I don't I mean I'll look over the others. Do y'all have ships? I have wings. No. We do too. I can steal a ship. So do I. I mean 
Wait, who's it? I just, I, just let, I just sort of let that sentence from Gideon just go by. <laughs> Gideon, not in front of the cop. What? They asked. Where's the, where's the cop? I look around. You're a cop. <laughs> what kind of cop are you? I'm not. I just make sure that things on from other planes don't fuck with things on this plane. You have to tell us if you're a cop. <laughs> That's not how that works at all. I, my Mama, internet just Mama Aaron told died, so I missed that. Mama Aaron did not tell you that. Stop lying on Mama Aaron. Bees said to Varush, you have to tell us if you're a cop. Oh. <laughs> you're a cop? You got to tell us if you're a cop. <laughs> all right, well, give me a I've... minute. And 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 oh, yes, sorry, not Jerry. how that actually works works at least in the U.S. But sorry, Jerry. <laughs> okay, it's only been three minutes. Um. <laughs> uh, sorry, Jerry. No, it's fine. I'm giving you a hard time. Uh, what? So she's um. Hi, hi, hi. Um. Sorry, Hello. not to not to intro not to interrupt, but are we just gonna ignore the idea or accept that it's just coincidence? That this happens when out there just happened. That's actually a really good point. Thank you. It's a big. And they're obviously I mean, connected. Oh, I'm, I'm not obviously. It's a big galaxy. Weird shit happens everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, but two weird things in one day in the same town. Yeah. At almost this, the same this, time. This, this is sort of the town where weird things happen. Kara says. Uh. Look, I'm just saying that Personas. Queen Pirate Bitch shows up. Oh, is that her name? It is. No, now. that's not her name. It is totally don't, her name. It don't is. tell him that. He's going to call her that to her face. How did you meet her? Please focus. I am focused. Anyway. Queen Pirate bitch shows up. All of that goes on, and right as they leave, this teleports in. Like, sure, there's coincidence, and then there's that level of timing that is like, come on. We also just don't. We also she don't had leave. me, and then she lost me. We also don't know what the like they were doing here in the first place, so maybe this is just something they did while they were here. Or maybe it has nothing to do with them at all. Doubtful. So I guess we'd get the answer to that by taking it to the Oracle anyways. Yeah, I think that's a solid plan. Well, you guys have fun with that. Uh, let's go home, Beast. Okay. As as you as you say that, really, Vira kind of looks at you. Are you are you serious, Gideon? No, I wasn't serious. I thought he was gonna like pro, uh, uh, protest or something. It's bees. What did you think they were going to do? They go along with well, everything you say. We sure do. I don't know. I was <laughs> not not helping. These, sometimes okay. I forget, you know. Okay, I for, I forget sometimes. We'll we'll go we'll go we'll go. We're gonna we're gonna go. I'm 
curious. Okay. So I've spent that entire exchange uh, putting my my large mechanical like backpack down and opening hatches and pulling things out and connecting things. And very rapidly, uh, I fabricate uh, an orc the size of me uh, who, hang on, let me look at the thing. Um, with, uh, uh, with sort of, um, bronze plated, uh, bronze plated, uh, uh, chest and muscles and arms, uh, large bulky, like look, look almost like they were taken off of a, off of a mech suit at some point, uh, boots, um, claw talent, red taloned fingers, uh, and that red skull with the cabled wiring in the head that he had been messing with earlier, sort of on top, and you can tell it's an orc skull with cybernetics inside it. Um, or it's a metallic orc skull, specifically, not a real, not like a real bone skull. Um, with a blackened metal jaw, platinum teeth, and red, the rest of the skull, with two large purple diodes for eyes in it. With an additional backpack on it. It's not creepy at all. Alright, Tolbar. Let's take you for a test run. And I sort of reach over and just sort of like manipulate a, a small panel underneath one arm and then close it. And there is and sort of just getting up behind the bar. <laughs> it sort of straightens up. I'm assuming none of you want to carry a body for eight days. Preferably no. Sorry, what? I thought we were stealing a ship. They get easier to carry. Apparently we're not stealing a ship because the not cop is here, but he's not a cop, so I don't know why we're not stealing a ship. Who's not a cop? I'm not. None of us are a cop. Well, the other reason you wouldn't—the other reason you wouldn't be stealing a ship—says a voice from behind you as you all look over and see Lawmaster <laughs> walking in. <laughs> Is that there aren't really any ships to steal right now? Most of the ships are already in orbit, trying to fight off the Pirate Queen's fleets. Hey there, buddy. We didn't, we didn't see you there. How's it? How's it going? Yeah. Lawmaster just kind of looks at you. Don't try. I was going to point that out, but I thought it would be funny when I realized it later. Wait, do we need a ship? We're having a casual conversation. It's cool. You you really don't need a ship to get to the Oracle's place as long as you know what you're doing. Honestly, it's really hard to get a ship there. It's deep in foliage, and there's no good landing zones. Oh. Do you have one? Huh? No. Do you have... I live on this planet. No, I was asking Kendall. Bees were asking Uh, Kendall. Oh, sorry. No, sorry. Do I have one right now? No, but I can get one. Okay. Could I have one? Could we have one? Can you steal a ship too? No. Well, I I, I don't have to steal it. I just have to call my dad. Okay. He'll get us a ship. Wow. You know, if all thieves were as brazen in front of the local law enforcement about this kind of stuff, it would make my job so much easier. Hey, I'm not stealing anything. I know you're not. I know I'm... you're not. What? What's your name? Who are Me? you asking? Kendall. Yeah. Uh, Kendall. Kendall Fairchild. Are you a choice, Mark? 
<laughs> beast, really? She that's is not. Mama, that's what Mama Eric calls people. Beast, stop it! I like you. Uh, we like you too. Uh, d- is Kendall carrying anything that is obviously money? <laughs> <laughs> Kendall, he might technically be made out of money. I was going to say, I feel like that's a question that would be better asked. In the is there reverse. anything she's is carrying anything that doesn't does look like it's, made, look out? Like it's yeah. made of money? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. B- bees are going to try to lift something obvious. <laughs> Me. While Kendall is talking to them? Yeah. I, I, you know, they're sort of swarming around a little bit. And the ones that swarm around in back, uh, I, I, I now have um, my mage hand from Swarm Keeper. So I'm... Mm-hmm. Effectively doing a sleight of hand with the mage hand, if I can. Roll sleight of hand with disadvantage because you're in the middle of a group with everyone and people are talking, and then yep. uh, Kendall, roll perception with advantage. Okay. Uh, You'll still win. Because me. Dice. And Till roll as well as Kendall's yes, bodyguard? absolutely. <laughs> advantage or standard? Still advantage. I'll be damned. So both of, both of you see this very clumsy attempt by a childlike individual to try and do a thing that they've been taught on reflex. I I, I think I think it's effectively you just see a bunch of wasps tugging at a bracelet <laughs> around her wrist. Yeah, they're just trying yoinky, to yoinky, actively yoinky. pull it off. Uh, bro, I just said. I'm so- sorry. That's mine. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Beast. Um, Kendall is a friend. Okay. I do and like what you. What did Mama say, Aaron? About what did Mama Aaron say about friends? Don't steal too much. <laughs> believe I believe the phrase was "you don't steal from friends" because friends are the things that keep you standing when your back's against the wall. Lawmaster says. I've spoken okay. to Mama Aaron a few times. That one. That's the one. That. Those words. Exactly. I like you when you're not making us get in. We like you when you're not making us get in trouble, Lawmaster. I like you too a lot when you're not when you're not actively getting into trouble. You're good kids. Yeah. <sighs> And when your marks aren't people who are actively important to the community, I tend to look the other way. What does that does that what does that mean? Does that mean what I think it means? Well, I don't know what you think it means. It means we can steal from people who aren't important. And it means he knows we've stolen a lot more than we ever realized. They, by the way. They, sorry. That means they know we've stolen a lot more than we ever realized. Okay. Aaron's good. Even she can't keep out of my sight all the time. Fair point. So, the Oracle. Eight days. I thought y'all just wanted to keep talking while the body decomposed on the floor. 
We should probably is it get me. actually decomposing like as we I mean, no, in fact, it's not. It, in fact, it looks like there hasn't even set in rigor mortis like the body is Fair. still flexible. That was actually Kendall speaking, though. <laughs> like, is it actually decomposing? Not like in a <laughs> we're all dying kind of way, but like. What are you talking about? It's fine. I mean, it's dead, but it's fine. It take it, de- it decomposing is a slow process, relatively. Yes. Yeah, that would we be a very wrap talk. that in something so that we don't like was, have to deal with that as much while we're traveling. It, it was a joke. Tolbar and <laughs> Tolbar just picks the body up. Bill's kind of side eyeing this whole thing because we. <clears throat> have active law enforcement here and Till's wondering if they are going to object to us just taking a body away. Dibs. <laughs> uh, universal rule. I mean, it's above the, the, the law. The, 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 the gist that you're getting from this is that Lawmaster is aware of your intent to bring it to the Oracle and seems to think that's probably the only way you're going to find any actual answers. So... Rouge is like, I've got jurisdiction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's... Like, as far as I'm concerned, the Oracle's the only person who could tell me what the hell this body's doing in my city. So, please, take it to the Oracle, ask them what they know about it, and if there's any good information, bring it back to me, but at the moment, I'm still trying to deal with the remains of a pirate invasion in orbit, so one dead body disappearing from the streets is a thing I can overlook when I'm dealing with a number of walking dead in orbit. Uh, by the way, Lawmaster, have you ever actually been to the orbit? (laughs) Once or twice. It's only been when it's particularly important and the first time that I came here when I first moved to this planet, but it's been a while. You said that there's rather dense foliage around it, so that makes flying above rather um, unlikely. But, like, is the foliage wide enough that maybe I could fly in the forest? Or are the trees closer together? You could probably get enough wingspan to actually fly around inside, but there's no room for a starship to land. Right, right, yeah. I'm a lot smaller than a As uh, otherwise, Phil and me are gonna be uh, uh, did we just lose Camille? We're in the process of losing Camille. Camille's a robot. No. Oh. Oh. Camille's just dropping you're, packets you're, you're all cut, on the floor. You're cutting in and out. Oh. All right. Let me try something. Bum, ba, dum, bum, bum, ba, dum. Let's do that. All right. I just turned my uh, Wi Fi off. So hopefully my data is better. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's better so far. So, um, I said all I said was otherwise, Phil and me are going to be pretty damn useless. Mm-hmm. 
Bill just sort of gives a little bit of a quiet smile, which probably looks weird considering half of his grill is kind of messed up from that scarring on his left cheek, but... You look like you could use some medicine. All right, fine. I'm going to be mostly useless in there. I bet I can fly there. Of course you can fly there. You're like half an inch tall. I don't, we don't I think you're useless I'm just over a flight. Eh, tomato, tomato. Give up. Bees is going to be fine because bees is, you know, bees. different. And closer to your normal habitat, I would say, for most of your species. Right, exactly. Meanwhile, everything I can do is from the air. Well, not everything, but I'm most effective from the air. You know weapons work when you're on the ground, too. Yeah, but I can't move as quickly or as well. Well, it's reasonably moot point anyway, since apparently the environment is open enough that we'll be able to maneuver all right, so... Yeah, you should be able I to think fly we'll be just all fine. Right. Good. All right, does anyone need anything else before we move also, on? You've been, you've been throwing out the eight days number. It's really more about three. Great. <coughs> A map would be nice. Yeah, I can get you that. <clears throat> Ballmaster, can we ask you a question? Go ahead. Is the oracle important to the community? Yes. Really? I don't know if you can steal from someone who can see into the future. Not a good idea, B. Who here is important to the community? The people that live here. Okay. And honestly, if these people are your friends, they're also important to the community. Okay. I don't. I don't mind you using your talents as. A, I don't mind you using your talents to mark the individuals who come here who have no business being here and won't be staying long. Just try and keep it off of the people that actually live here and contribute. Okay. And wow. Jackson. Right. Jackson's an asshole. I don't really care about him, but. Okay. Who's Jackson? Jackson's this one crotchety old dude who lives like out of town, like a few miles, and is just like any anytime someone gets anywhere near him, he's yelling and griping about it. He's the town curmudgeon. It's a well-respected job. Someone has to do it. Long and glorious history. Hmm? He's just still contemplating in his head. The lawmaster just said, "Just steal from tourists and assholes." I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Effectively, look, lawmaster has enough to worry about with with literal fucking with bloodkin and pirate invasions. That really, there's they don't have enough time in the day to deal with petty theft for tourists and assholes. I don't care who took your fucking sunglasses. You buy new ones. Basically, Bill is also sort of looking sideways at Miss Fairchild currently, given that apparently a group of more or less strangers has suggested that we all go on a three day hike into a swamp, and she's not raising any objections to this. I mean, there is, yeah. So, are we just gonna walk there? I fly. 
I mean, how I do you mean, get there is up to you I'm if you want to go. Flying, so. I'm walking. Is there some sort of, I don't know, transportation of some kind? I mean, you find one of the mechanics, you could probably hitch a dust runner out there. That sounds better. I like that plan. Do I know what a dust runner is? Uh, yes, everyone knows what a dust runner is. What? A dust runner is a dust runner is the is the name for a basically any there are ground vehicles and then there are dust runners. Ground vehicles as in like your standard car and like air car that are not super that are not meant for combat and not meant for rough terrain, you can find anywhere. Dust runners are specialized vehicles that are meant for all-terrain environments. They're the 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 equivalent of military or like combat vehicles, whether they're just jumped up civilian units or anything in between. Um, they are all unified known as dust runners because the primary engine source of a dust runner is a small miniaturized Stardust engine. Just what this group needs, a truck with a 50 cal on the back. Right. Like, if you think Mad Max vehicles, those would be dust runners. Anything from a Mad Max car to, like, a ground-based mech would be considered a dust runner. Yes, we should do one of those. Absolutely. But if we can find one my dad makes. Uh, aren't those, like, expensive? <laughs> that's why I said you could hit. That's why I said hitch a ride. If you find one of the mechanics, they might be willing to lend you or drive you out there. Oh. You can also just walk slash ride. Kendall's dad is a mechanic. Uh, <laughs> no. Till no. actively, kind of. Like, no. <laughs> just. You said With as they many made... times as she's brought up her father and the fact that she's obviously an Aladrin. Is Fairchild anywhere on the Void Keepers? <laughs> uh, role history. All right. Or religion. They're, they're, Whichever. They're, they're fairly prominent business company defense contractors Ooh. and shit. So you know, you know the Fairchild business name is like a, a famous like natural order originating, although they don't associate like they're not considered to be an umbrella under the natural order government, but uh, they're a they're a defense contractor. They make starships. They make weapons. They make vehicles. They make a variety of different things. It's okay. sort of it's sort of like you, you're it's sort of like um, <laughs> it's Halliburton. <laughs> my, my dad my dad is Mister Chevrolet. Ah, uh, okay. Question. Mr. Ford, my I... father. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I... I, I can get that. I went to school with somebody whose family owned the entire West Coast of gas stations in Michigan, so I I, I can get that. <laughs> um, I don't think my nice. father, the inventor of toaster strudel. <laughs> so, William, what what what's Halvard's opinion on the Fairchilds? As I'm assuming Fair- he would have one. Oh yeah, he definitely does. Um, the 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 Fairchilds do decent business he's always thought they were a shady family though um they have good coins so his his weapon designs have been good and he's he's done work for them but he always feels like he needs to take a shower after he gets done with a fairchild job so just a pause oh those fairchilds yes you know them 
Yeah. Awesome. So yeah. I'm going to get, uh, I, I, I would be willing to bet that we can find a mechanic and I can say, hey, look, I can put a good word in. You can probably get a discount on stuff. And we can just get one. Or we can just walk. Or we can get one. What, afraid you're going to get dirty, princess? Yes. I mean, honestly, I don't. Are you a princess? No. Yeah. Nice Would I be walking. able to um, find out what kind of wildlife is in the areas that we're going through? Uh, as Lawmaster brings you all a map to look at, and they'll show you we're on the planet, go ahead and just roll me a nature check. Eighteen. There you go. So, aside from the swamp itself, which is going to present its own hazard unless you've got an appropriate vehicle like a dust runner designed for it, um, which will be its own problem and like dealing with exhaustion of the heat and the humidity and just the general swamp environment. Uh, the most likely threats that you'll find out there, aside from just large animals like big, big scorpions and other swamp creatures, would be bloodkin raiders, um, which are as had been mentioned previously, the primary hostile creature on the planet. Um, they roam the entire area that isn't completely owned by civilization, and the Oracle being out in the middle of nowhere intentionally, Bloodkin tend to have, like, camps or outposts or um, enclaves just in the vicinity. So dealing with them is pretty common whenever you're heading through the area. Is, what is kinds of things? Go ahead, Go ahead. Jenny. Um, what kinds of things would we want to have on hand to try to barter with them? You don't barter with Bloodkin. If they see you, they try and kill you. They people have yeah, tried but... to barter. People have tried to barter with Bloodkin, and after their envoys kept getting killed, bartering stopped and shooting started first. That's what I was afraid you were going to say. Are they sentient? Barely. Like the 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 general understanding is that bloodkin are sentient enough to use weapons and not sentient enough to care about who they're shooting at. Do we know what species the um, the oracle is? Uh, the statue outside with the angel wings and the hair is a statue of her. She's a statue. According to bees, probably. Yeah, yeah. That's She's true. a statue person. Yep. <laughs> uh, to most, to most people, she is uh, of uh, angelic descent. She would be considered an ASMR. Okay, thanks. Honestly, I don't mind getting a dust runner if it's possible, just because it'll get the body dealt with quicker. And we should certainly watch. try that because it'll be easier to avoid or battle uh, blood runners. With a dust runner. Exactly. Uh, uh, blood, the, Bloodkin. Bloodkin, thank you. Bloodkin with a dust runner. We won't have to be out there as long. We won't run into then whatever. Like, yeah, it's good. Good plan. Look over at Mistle. Just because it conveniences her doesn't mean it's not a bad idea. Mistle just crosses her arms, sits on bees, and pouts for a moment. Uh, and look over at Gideon. 
So is there a mechanic in particular that you're on friendly terms with? Uh, yeah, sure, a couple. Do I know a mechanic nearby that would be willing uh, to... Your background is urchin, right? Yes. Yeah, you, I would say with, with your background feature and this being the city you grew up in, you know a mechanic or two who you can probably get, at least get a conversation started and then someone else can close the deal. Cool. Uh, then I'm going to Maybe lead the, the party with all the money. that way. <laughs> lead the way. Um, to the nearest one. Several of the torch bees come out of the uh, neck hole of the armor, sort of from the main center of the hive um and place a few little um spun bits of of sort of hive shell with little dollops of honey on them next to mistle because they can tell that's what i rolled the insight for they mm -hmm. can tell that she's upset thank you she perks up a little bit we made it ourselves i can tell it's good thank you No, um, you head out. It's not a long uh, walk to get to the nearest um, to get to the nearest workshop. Um, you head. You end up. Uh, yeah. Uh, yep. So yeah, you you end you end up outside the the major confines of Knox, and uh, yeah, you ready for a break, William? Uh, no, sorry, I just needed to I needed to parse in my head what I was looking for. We can talk um, shit if you need. It helps, uh, but you end up because i had i had to, i had to think of this name and it was running in my head and the the particular shape of it wasn't forming until literally just now um but you end up you end up at a workshop with big signage outside in neon that's like the, that big garish like mechanic shop signage <laughs> that just says smoke on the walker nice nice <laughs> so proud of you <laughs> so proud of you dude uh Okay, that's why I said that the, the name was forming in my head and I was trying to let it percolate. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, I like it. I like it. Um, but you you walk inside um and you're greeted with the, the, the door the door rings a bell as you open it, which alerts the people on the inside that you're here and uh, you hear one second. And there's a crashing of metal being put right and someone sliding out from under a machine. And a few seconds later, uh, a massive orc uh, wearing like overalls and with like a, a shop rag drenched uh, over their shoulder, over their neck, covered in oil, steps out. Oh, welcome to Smoke on the Walker. How can I help you? Size comparison, me What's and him quick. Uh, he's <laughs> probably a little bit broader than you and about the same height. All right. I straighten my back slightly. What's his name? Uh, this this would be um, uh, Montro. What was that? Montro. 
because we all came out to Montreux. Oh God, yeah, yeah, Montreux. I like that. Perfect. Montreux, we're good, my man. Uh, Gideon, what can I get you today? Well, so all right, so we got a problem, right? We need to go out, you know, into the swamp. You know, we got to go see the Oracle and you know handle some business. So we need a dust runner. Mm. But like, we need like a good one because we ain't trying to we ain't trying to get taken out by no blood. You dig? So like, what you got? What you got? You know what you what you could do for it, bro? We need like another place. And it takes the takes the rag, wipes some of the oil off of his face for a minute. Okay, so you looking to rent a dust runner to get out to the Oracle? Uh, probably make something that'll work. Um, any of you know how to drive one? Hang on, let me look at my character sheet. Is there a specific yeah. skill for that? Kendall, Kendall raises her hand. Land vehicles. I... If you got proficiency, with, if you got proficiency with land vehicles, then, yep. you, then you qualify. So. <coughs> no, I don't. Uh, did anybody <laughs> take land vehicles? No, just, just, just Kendall. Yes, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> We'll drive. Well, I mean, Are you kidding? I've been dri- I've been driving dust runners since I was like five. Good to know. I'm surprised by that. These might be a little. I bit told more... you, my daddy literally makes them. I mean, yeah. These might be a little bit more grungy than you're used to, but I can probably get you something that'll get you that'll get you going. And he sort of walks into the back. Uh. Let's see. You said you were trying to get to the Oracle. Are you looking for speed or power? Yes. Give me one or the other. I Come mean, on. is it? Uh, what's the road? What's the road like? What swamp? Is there a road? There aren't, there aren't a lot of roads. So maneuverability. Yep. Yep. That's All what right. we want. Let me. And he sort of pulls out. Uh, okay, I've got a, I've got a vehicle. ability, speed, then power. All right, I got a vehicle that'll do the job for you. Question is, how are you guys gonna end up paying for the rental? So I've got a question for you. Hi, mm-hmm. sorry, what was your name again? Montro. 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 Hi, I'm Kendall. Uh, Kendall Fairchild. Um. So, do you do a lot of, uh, I'm guessing you probably get lots of, have to do lots of orders for parts and the like? hmm What if I could get you a discount on those? I'm listening. So, again, my name is Kendall Fairchild. You see, you sort of recognize. I can the name make for a some minute. phone calls yeah. and 10% off for the next year. Roll me a persuasion check. Okay. With advantage because you're talking business. Stardust, where the adventurers sponsor the shop. 24. <laughs> <laughs> 24. Ooh, look at that girl. That girl, bang. All right, I can probably work a deal out. I'll, yeah, I can get you the runner and enough fuel to get there and back. And 
make sure you're kitted out with enough ammo to handle off any blood kin in exchange for some good rep and maybe some good uh some good business deals with Fairchild parts. They make good work, so awesome. I think we can strike a deal. All right. Give me just a minute and I'll get you the engine for you. Let's see. Yeah, you said you wanted maneuverability, so let's get you the track and we'll get you going. So yeah, he disappears into the back and after a few moments, you hear the sound of an engine starting, which there's there's that there's that that like traditional gas rumble in 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 the in the startup setting is largely replaced by the sound of a lightning discharge. Fair. Nice. Because it's Stardust a- because Stardust engines run on electricity. When you run an electrical current through Stardust, it generates power for a very, very long time. And so the traditional startup sound of a Stardust engine is a lightning strike. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Hell for sneaking teenagers sneaking out at night. Right. <laughs> and then yeah, it's a uh, a ve- a vehicle with a solid combination of um like there's two front wheels and then uh, a, a set of, a set of roller tracks on the back uh sort of rolls out into uh in in, in front of the workshop. It's it's a large truck with enough space for everyone to fit on it, uh, and a single like top mounted heavy machine gun on it with a pair of extra large fuel tanks in the back. Cool. And this oh. is supposed to take us through a swamp. Oh, it'll do you good. Yep. Yeah. She, absolutely. As, he indicates to the wheels, and you can see that they're not like rubber like air wheels they are like rolling spike rolling spike balls basically that will dig up mulch and just force through uh, i'd like to make a technology roll just to see how well put together this thing is because i'd Go ahead rather and not break down yeah. if possible we we technology used to use we used to use we used to use me and my friends used to use this to to play pranks on the neighbors and chew up their yard um, it, it, it'll be perfect. Any sort of advantage because of my background? And sure. my class? Go for it. Sixteen. Uh, with a sixteen, it's it's functional more than pretty, but it works. It's pretty solidly built. It should survive unless you do something to it. Well, yeah, I was like just do a quick once over as as it comes out. Yeah, no, this should do good. Yep. We'll drive. It ain't pretty, but it works. You can drive these? No. I'll drive. But we want to. Come on. He ta- he hands the key. He hands the keys directly to Kendall. All right. How about Aww. this? How about if we drive until we get into the swamp and then you drive after that. This is a swamp world. Sure, absolutely. Point outside, we're like five feet away. It's swamp. You could drive it to there. 
<laughs> like to the no, end no, of the no, driveway. No. <laughs> I mean, like he lives here. He knows the drain better. Yeah, like let us drive like you know an hour out of the city. He, he flies. Fun. He doesn't know the terrain better. Okay, but I get that, and I hear you, and I would really love to let you drive. The thing is, if anything, if this gets wrecked. Which, if you don't know how to drive it, it will. No. Do you know how to drive? Sure. Yes. Have you ever experienced are, a stardust engine explosion? Yes. Beef. <laughs> no. I'm driving. Oh. There's just this sort of sad. I tell you what, I will show you how to drive. Okay. And then you will start to learn, and then at some point you'll be able to drive yourself. Totally. Yeah. Square deal. We're we're taking it. We're taking it. Okay. No take backsies. Cool. Till is just watching Kendall and you can see just like yeah or fucking just yeah. watching Kendall <laughs> the, the 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 just because it's funny till is watching Kendall immediately behind till is tollbar holding the corpse <laughs> right yeah <laughs> wonderful like montro doesn't get paid enough to deal with that mistel will land on till's shoulder Hello. Hi. So, how do you know her? Points at Kendall. Carefully. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, I work for her father. That's unfortunate. Helias <laughs> Fairchild is a very well-known businessman and and that sentence just kind of stops (laughs) (laughs) she'll stay there on his shoulder kind of swinging her feet all right looks like there's enough room in here so we can load everything up Two large orcs get in. How is how is the seating, if there is any, arranged here? Uh, so there is a there's a there's a front there's a front seat uh, that has two that has two like upholstered leather seats for the for the driver and the co-pilot, and then there's a a circle cupola seat right behind it that has the pintle mount for the machine gun. And then there's just like bench seating in the back behind the next to the fuel tanks. Okay. Go gunner. No, oh, I got. Ne- we got next. Till's just gonna take the pa- to take the co-pilot seat. Then <laughs> you missed your chance, please. No. Oh. And the low over it. This is fun, right? I hope so. You'll see. 
We wanted to shoot things with the big gun. Come on, bees, come sit with me. Okay. To be fair, I thought you were going to go for the co-pilot seat, so I went for the gunner. Okay. You didn't call it, man. It's not my fault. <laughs> okay. I sit in wherever is the best spot to fix shit when it starts breaking. Mm -hmm. Probably closer to the front, then. Uh, Varouche wanting to evenly distribute weight <laughs> will sit closer towards the back since that. <laughs> Tollbar's back there, too. How much does Tollbar weigh? Well, he's the same size as me and the same width as and, me, but made entirely made... of metal. Yeah, okay, I was going to say. <laughs> but so made of metal? Probably around the same weight. How much, <laughs> how much do you weigh? Uh, Coltarn's around 300 pounds. So he's probably around 600 pounds. Okay. And I'm, I'm splitting the difference. So <laughs> I'll sit in the middle. It's like when, when, when Tolbar steps in, you, you watch the suspension go eh, and not come back up. <laughs> that's more, that's more just the fact that the truck has a lift, but it can take, it can actually take Tolbar's weight. Oh yeah. This thing is this thing is designed for carrying heavy loads. Mechanically, well, that's speaking, us probably. <laughs> yeah. Mechanically speaking, is Tolbar uh, a homunculus? No, he's a steel defender. Oh, okay. He's my pet. Air quotes. And uh, when Baruch sits down, he just sets this like uh, rectangular. <laughs> it almost looks like it's. Uh, looks like interlocking metal pieces that's just fairly <laughs> rectangular uh, about um, 8 inches across and 18 inches long uh, and just sets it on his lap. Is that food? No. What it's, is it? it? And he presses a button and it unfolds recurve bow without a string and then he presses another button and it turns on it's for if uh, shit hits the fan and we need more than that and he points at the, the gun that happened once it was really messy that would be While while I'm sitting in the whatever seat I've taken, I pull out I, I pull off from from one from like sort of uh, attached to my the back of my belt, a uh, double barreled sawn off shotgun like you know classic like action heroes sawn off shotgun. Click it open, pull the shells out of it, pull a um, what looks kind of like a small blue glowing pair of diodes that are connected together with a bit of silver and platinum that just on the on one side just says rpt32 uh and slot it into the barrels as if it, as if they were shells and just uh close the breech with a flick look at it put it back All right, well. We ready? Do we know where we're going, Miss Fairchild? That's a good question. We got a map. I did ask that earlier, but... You do have a map. Program that. I'm assuming that there is some 
is there some sort of like gps like system or is this all yeah you can you can it's it's pretty it's pretty robust but you can definitely there's a pathfinding (laughs) module that you can use to try and locate where you're going i will program that in is it called find the path (laughs) <laughs> in addition in addition to that i will i will hand till the data pad with the map on it copilot's navigator <laughs> you gotta navigate yes somebody should <laughs> we'll do it are you how good are you at that bees great Great, exceptional. He's awesome. We never get lost when he's leading. Are you lying? <laughs> Are you lying again, bees? No, bees. Uh, Till's gonna make an insight check to see. I mean, bees is a native species, so they might be good at this. Like, he's not. He's not presuming this is this is a lie. But how good is bees at navigation, Craig? <laughs> Are bees? Uh, let's see. I'm waiting to see what I get. How good Arby's? I mean, the ribbon's pretty nice. I was gonna, I was gonna go into a John is. Miller routine about there no be, there not being such a thing. <laughs> Basically, is bees proficient in survival? <laughs> I, I mean, they seem very confident about what they're saying, but you also get the impression that they don't know that word. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. I, I mean, table talk mechanically, yes, they're proficient okay. in survival. They just don't know what navigation is. Okay. All right. Well, why don't you look over my shoulder and we can figure this out together, huh? Okay. Great. <coughs> yeah. So you turn the engine on and you start off into the swamp. And yeah, almost immediately, uh, Kendall, you are very glad for having taken this vehicle because as you look down, you can see these wheels and tracks are just churning through bog and muck. And all of that would have been on your dress if you've been walking. Yep, yep, yep. That was not happening if we had to get like a fucking horse. (laughs) Kendall is not walking through that. Couldn't we have just gotten the regular kind of horse? We strap the corpse. Either way, either way, but I feel like a fucking horse would have been much funnier. We we strap the corpse to Tolbar's back and have Tolbar Princess carry Kendall the whole way. (laughs) Also acceptable. (laughs) Kendall would have been okay with that. Wondrous. All right, this is great. So you begin your first day of travel. Is there anything that needs to happen or conversations that need to occur while you're beginning your, this will be only a day and a half, really, because you're cutting down time because you've got a vehicle. Okay, interesting question. Like, how loud, I mean, it's a Stardust engine. How loud is the vehicle? So once the once the engine has started, the the noise is fairly is fairly minimal. There's just sort of this faint background electricity noise. Uh, from the engine, like the initial startup is loud, it's a thundercrack, mm-hmm. but the, the, the rest of it is it's fairly low noise once it started, aside uh, from the constant noise of spiked wheels and tracks churning up bog. Right. So I apologize to all the other PCs, but 
Is there a sound system in this? Yes. Yes, there is. So pop music is playing the whole way there. Come on, man. You can't come on, man. Come on, man. Put something with some bass in it. You can't roll through nothing like this playing pop music. What is this? Man, come on. I don't like this song. Nah, man. You gotta put something with some bump in it, man. I don't like that one either. You get one more. Skip ahead. I don't like that one either. Too Before bad. it even plays. Just... <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with those crickets? Ain't nothing going to be scared away from us, but you're playing that, man. You need something with some bass. You need people running drop drills on principle. I mean, I'm out telling of, you, man. Out of character, the good news is anything that wasn't going to be scared away by the bass will be scared away by Kendall loudly singing along <laughs> with the pop song. Okay, I, I didn't... I, because she cannot sing. I didn't mind the music, but on that point, uh, is there a way I can subtly sabotage the vehicle? <laughs> I don't know about subtly. What kind of grace? Wait, no. I my wisdom save, so I'm not going to try that again. Um, can I, could I, could I make, uh, uh, cause one of my, one of the things I can do with magical tinkering is I can make a sound, I can make an object that continuously emits a sound of my choice, a nonverbal sound of my choice. Is there a way for me to, while listening to the music, listening to a few of the songs, Figure out a way to make to produce a sound that is an anti-wave with the sound coming out of most of the music to disrupt it just enough to make listening to it weird. I like Only the idea a technology that technology check with intelligence. I like the idea that you could just make like earplugs. I could. <laughs> <laughs> And make your life easier. But I, right. but I like to make experiments. <laughs> I want to see what happens when ha- when half the music for some reason dissipates before it fully reaches its crescendo. <laughs> How that affects the party. <laughs> A 13. The complexity of the music would make it difficult to do that with just the with just the, the level one class feature that you have. Okay, unfortunately, that's, that's fine. I I think about it for a while. I was like, that's a good idea for later. Yeah, okay, you think about it for later. You, you sort of file it away. Yeah, I'm not going to do anything about it, though. Uh, I will uh, just sort of survey based on what we had in the battle, the combat capabilities of the party, um, and just sort of see if I can determine what kinds of weapons everyone relies on mostly uh make an insight check if anyone is contesting this i mean it's probably pretty obvious for till because he is keeping his head on a swivel (laughs) and cleaning the guns that he scavenged off the pirates the pair of pistols that he's got Mm -hmm. Varush just has the heavy blade that hangs off the small of his back and the uh, large laser bow sitting across his lap right now. Uh, And depending on the ceiling, and if this is an open top half track, he might just keep be tall enough to keep his head poked around and also looking. (laughs) 
Yeah, the half track, the trailer, the, the trailer is open top. It's got guardrails and like protective bunkers. And there's a there's you can you can pull a tarp over for when you want to avoid all of the insects and stuff, but it is open topped. Okay. Then yeah, just it's a convertible half track. <laughs> just also keeping an eye out. Okay, so guns, blade and bow, bees uses bees. Uh, bees does. Bees do. Did I uh, missile? You'd like a, use like short 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 swords, right? Yes, uh-huh. I think I saw that directly. Did I get a sense um, of, of? Did I get a sense of if Kendall used anything other than magic? Um, uh, you only saw magic, I believe. You only you saw magic. Okay, he used harsh language. And did I see what Gideon was using? Yeah, Gideon was just using a pistol. Okay. Did I get a sense of how effective between Till and Gideon, which one's better with their pistols? Um, they seem roughly equivalent, but okay. you haven't seen too well, much actually, action to really tell the difference. Well, actually, I would say you, you, the only thing you saw Till use was a spear. Yeah, you haven't seen Till use his guns well, yet. Actually, yeah. yeah, so I would, I'm, I'm going to assume Till is the worst of the two because he wasn't using the gun. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that also matches up with the rolling from last time. So, uh, at, at some point on during the first day, I'm going to sort of lean up towards the front onto the co-pilot seat. Uh, I don't know if I call your name. I hold out a hand. Coltarn. Till Wayland. Shake it. Coltarn Starbreaker. So, uh... uh mm. Looks like everybody here but me has good names. It's from my dad. So is hers. Yeah. <laughs> Notice you polishing that. You mind if I take a look at it? We get the gun. He'll he'll do the very briefest spin of it backwards. Take it. Yeah. Immediately pop the clip out into your lap and pull another one out that looks very similar to the ones that he had loaded into his shotgun, and okay. slide it in, click, and locks it in place. And as it locks in place, there's sort of a a small electric that then goes away. Hands it back. Might find it more useful. Thanks. It's now a plus one pistol, and it doesn't run out of ammo. Fucking A. (laughs) I have now used... I have now uh, put repeating shot into my shotgun and his pistol. (laughs) Yep. Sounds good. Because a shotgun with repeating shot is good. <laughs> oh yes. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Infinite spray. Uh, so all of you should have the Smokey Walker special in your in your handouts now. It's just a framework for the for the vehicle. It's mostly just a note of what all the vehicle features. It doesn't have much in the way of stats, and in fact uses the pilot stats for dexterity, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. So they're all just tens on the character sheet. All we have is a blank bio page. Yeah. Yeah, mine's, mine's Oh, hang on. That's right cuz it's on a cuz it is it's uh, on the it's DM a, it's a, section then it's yeah. A, it's it's a it's a it's an NPC sheet right now, so hang on. We can see NPC sheets if we can control them. If we can't yeah, control right. them, we can't see. Yeah, cuz it's in your journals and not your yeah. control. We have there to you be go. able to edit it to see it. There you go. There. Now we can see it. Ooh, dope. Mm. At some point on our travels, Mistel will ask Gideon, 
Did you tell your moms where you were going, by the way? Uh, yeah, I thought I was going out. <laughs> It'll be fine. Did you tell them like, where? They don't worry until they haven't seen me for a week. As long as we're back where we're supposed to be, it should be fine. Okay. And so this, this, the Smokey Walker special has a crew of three, which is the pilot, the gunner, and the engineer. The engineer operates the fuel surge. <laughs> Actually, uh, sorry. Um, I've just realized that I can only apply my infusions to one object at a time. Yes. So I don't do that to Till's pistol. Okay. Because I'm keeping the repeating shot on my shotgun. Uh, I will instead do that to... Uh, I will instead do that to Varuz's uh, axe. Actually, no. Um, no. Uh, to Mistle. Hmm. What are you doing? Do you... Uh, so I'll just sort of like lean over towards you. You primarily just attack things with those swords, right? Sometimes. Was there one that you use more often? I mean, no, I, I usually use these two. You mind if I take a look at it? One of them? Sure. So, Will I get it back? Very quickly, yes. Okay. So take that. And uh, similar, uh, I sort of like a small, it looks almost like a, it looks almost like a, um, like a, like a blade guard. Like a like uh, if you if you've uh, any any sort of like a almost like a, like a the the bit of the the bit of the blade guard that katanas have that ha that it protects them from the scabbard right there at the right there at the base of the blade, above the above the cross guard, um, but it's a sort of like platinum thing with sort of like a blue a couple of blue diodes on it, mm -hmm. that clips onto the blade, just beyond the the blade guard, and it. Zhunt! clicks into it and there's a zing, and then a small little like energy field just races down the blade and he hands it back now What'd you do? just made it hit a little better it's a plus one it's a plus one short sword now so enhanced weapon on yours and repeating shot on my shotgun give a plus one weapon to the rogue particularly the one that can fly both rogues can fly i know i was gonna say both rogues fly <laughs> is it plus one to attack or damage both okay it is, awesome. a, it is now effectively a plus one magic weapon neat Yep. <clears throat> so there we go, barreling down the fields, magic weapons in hand, pop music blaring, and a screeching banshee at the wheel. <laughs> that is a fairly <laughs> accurate way to describe the situation, yes. This is Mad Max. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm not undead yet, because I'm pretty sure if Kendall does, does become undead, she'll just turn into a banshee, but... Banshee in the descriptive more than the literal. Pretty close to the literal, though. I, I, I honestly think all we're missing are the giant speakers and right the, uh, Doof Warrior and on Doof the Warrior. Yeah, Doof 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 Warrior in front. <laughs> I mean, we do have Dolbar. He's kind of a Doof Warrior. <laughs> so, someone roll me a D100. Jeremy. <laughs> 
Jeremy's <laughs> driving. <laughs> 23. All right. All right. So this is in the middle of the street. Do I have a pre-built map for this? I think I do, actually. Yeah, I do. Yeah, you do. So, uh, you're driving through for the majority of the of the afternoon. Um, everyone, make me a perception check with disadvantage for the blaring pop music. <laughs> I'm so glad that I've caused mechanical consequences. And I'm in an argument to not roll at disadvantage if I use the sense of smell as well. Uh, no, because, because you're in the middle of a swamp. Your sense of smell and, will not help you here. And or, traveling rather fast. Oh, 16. Disadvantage. Oh, I thought I rolled two twenties. Uh-huh. Fifteen. No, I rolled two twenties. I thought I rolled. Yeah, I thought rolled I rolled a one. Yeah, no, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> I feel I like right now, Kendall has switched from actively singing to now no, uh, explaining the intricacies of the 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 free Britannis movement that's going on. What The free Britannis movement. It's an Aladrin pop star. It's a whole thing. Okay, who's going to be leading the opposed role for this? You? Yeah, it's you. You. I like the. I like the idea that bees is good at perception because they have so many eyes. Yes. The one I thought. Yeah, that's exactly it. (laughs) They also don't sleep. Or they sleep in shifts, I guess. But none of you are surprised uh, because the stealth roll was exactly what I thought it would be. A two? Why is my... Really? Yes. Even literally a two. God. <laughs> hey. Elephant never forgets. All right. <laughs> to kill. They had a plus one dex mod and they rolled a natural one. I, I'd say I'd give him a high five, but we'd probably both miss. <laughs> um, Cody, I feel I feel like you at least remember that one. An elephant who never forgets to kill. Oh, I heard it. <laughs> um, but none of you are surprised uh, when the Bloodkin ambush is launched. None of us uh, are surprised when the Bloodkin ambush is launched. Here we go again. Uh, you're you're, dri- <laughs> you're, 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 dri- you're driving through the swamp. <laughs> You're you're driving through the swamp when a when a pistol shot ricochets off the side of the of the of the dust runner, and immediately you start to maneuver for whatever your equivalent of battle stations is. Stand up. Uh, as as you realize oh, yeah. that there has been a relatively quick and hasty, which is to say, they mostly just moved into position when they heard your dust runner cutting coming uh, ambush set up. Uh, as we move to pull every pull everything off of the GM overlay, you have to pull us onto the battle map too. Layer. Yep, I know. 
as I pull you over to the battle map, which... Oh, and you said we would have gotten a short rest? Uh, yes, you would have had a short rest over the time. Okay, so I would have short rest, not long. Not a long rest, no. So no spells, got it. All right, I'm back up to max health. Here you are. Everyone roll me initiative. As you look over as you look over to where the pistol shot is coming and you can see these massive pale they look like walking viscera kind of they're they're they their bodies are pale and pulsating with like these dark red vein structures they look like uh an an, an anatomical drawing where there's like there's no there's no skin tone there's just pale white and then vein outlines and just these aggressive um like bright red eyes and sharp fangs as they look like a bunch of mannequins are deciding to murder you but they're but they're very swole ah the swolekins <laughs> <laughs> that a thousand percent sounds like a doctor who baddie Kind of, yeah. Uh, I was going to say, it sounds like a really bad line of toys. I'm having a hard time getting my initiative on the turn order thing. Click on your token and then click initiative. I want to keep the initiative. I just rolled. You can change it once it's on there. Wait, where's my token? On the bottom left side of the car. There it is. Hang on, that's off balance. Toll bar's in the back. Or should be in the back. <laughs> there we go. Um, click on but it. Why, and then... what? I like that. I like that you're an artificer, and your man, your your pet's name is Toolbar. Toolbar. Click on it, then click on like roll initiative. Yeah, then then roll your initiative. It's better if you okay. know Orcish. I don't. Toolbar means big tool. Okay, okay cool. Do I... There you go. I fixed it for you. Thank you. Okay. I like I like that my initiative rolls continue to maintain from game to game. <laughs> <coughs> I rolled less good initiative this time. For some reason, Kendall just does very well with initiative so far. Because right, she's so goddamn peppy. I mean. <laughs> That's true. You have not seen her without not being full of full of latte yet. God, the sounds of of of, of a non-peppy Kendall. Yeah, it's it, it sort just of becomes like a thousand percent more plaintive. If you if you if any of you have played like Monster Hunter Rise and you know the Ketsu monster the like the giant white leech thing it's like that but in humanoid shape what kendall yikes no no the bloodkin <laughs> i say that's a pretty specific noise to have for a pc <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah mistal you're at you're at the top of the initiative as you see there's an ambush going on we are still in a moving car, whatever it's worth. 
Yes. I can fly. Uh, how many of these guys are there? Uh, a lot, you can see. Three. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay, there's one right there. She will exit the vehicle and attempt to stab him. All right. Normally, it takes a bonus action to mount or dismount uh, a dust runner, especially when it's moving. But because you can fly, you can just sort of fly off of it. Okay. Make use of the magic sword. Oh, starting initiative. Um, obviously, Kendall is the commander of this dust runner because she is piloting it. Who is the gunner and who is the engineer? Gunner. Uh, I'm assuming I'm the engineer. All right, that would so make you, sense. You are, I was assuming it was bees. <laughs> I'll do yeah. it. I thought it was Till because he's in the passenger seat. No, Till's a navigator. Oh. We had this discussion the, already. The, the engineer is the person who will be operating the, the vehicle's fuel surge. So, Ooh. Gotcha. I'm guessing Ooh. the 12 does not hit it. Uh, 12 does not. Okay. As you as you run forward to this creature and try and slash across it, it looks down at the blade that just kind of skitters across the front of what looks to be scavenged scrap metal armor that it's put together. And it just kind of looks down at you with these angry, violent red eyes and just kind of opens its mouth as if it's going to try and eat you. Kendall, you're up. Oh, we're stopping. We're stopping. Okay. Um, can I pull the thing to a stop and still do something, or is that going to take an action? Uh, your movement dictates the movement of the vehicle for right now, but you like you're operating the vehicle, so you decide what to do with it. Okay, I then we will stop because we're not <laughs> leaving somebody behind. Okay. Um, and I will. It does take a bonus action to dismount or mount the vehicle normally. I'm not getting out. Cool. I'll be getting into I got Eldritch Blast, I... motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not getting. I'm not getting my shoes wet. Um, I will. Yeah, there's there, there. There's one directly in front. He will have um, cover from that rock he's hiding behind. But he will. Yeah. Mm. That's they. They, they took. Co- they took mm. cover positions. Uh, the ones behind big rocks, which is that one and uh, this one over here, will have three quarters cover. The ones behind smaller rocks will only have half cover. How clean are the rocks? Eh? They're rocks that have been sitting in a swamp for a while. But if you were like standing on one, it'd be they're not. Fun, they're not right? particular. They're not particularly wet, no. But they do have like random growth and stuff on them. Moss and shit. <laughs> yeah. That's acceptable. Okay, that one's about... Yeah, yeah, that'll work. That'll work. Then it won't have a... Actually, I can just go over there. That's fine. I don't know why it's snapping the coin. There we go. Yep. Sorry, Till. Um, I am going to use my bonus action. Actually, uh, yeah, I will use my bonus action to face step. What season um, are you in? Is your effect when I'm, you leave or when you enter? Uh, it is, I mean, 
I feel like it's pretty clear she is spring currently. Um, is, is, is spring a departure effect or a arrival effect? Spring is a spring is a departure effect. Oh boy. Um, no, no, this is a good one. I will reach out and put my hand on 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 Till's shoulder. And assuming that Till is willing, he's teleporting too. Oh, nice. So we are going there, and I assume probably like there. So your vehicle pulls to a stop, and then your driver and, and front passenger are just gone. I'm so excited for bees oh, to uh, just get in the driver's seat and start driving away. Till, <laughs> did you um, take a short rest and heal yourself? Uh, if we had a short rest, we had a short yeah, rest. Yes, we'll yes we, we did have, you did have a short rest. Same thing okay. for you, Gideon. Also, um, what would I do? Say, when I was just rolling. Uh, yeah. So when, uh, during a short rest, you can roll your hit dice plus your con mod to gotcha. heal that amount. You have a then, pool yes, equal I to will. your level <laughs> as you would expect, and you regain half of that pool's maximum every long rest. So you have you have up to three so that you, you can roll right now. Yeah, so you have you have three you can spend right now. Uh, Till would have only spent one not. actually because he, I don't know why it hit twice. But... <clears throat> twenty three out of twenty five is pretty good for Till. Mm-hmm. Cool. And that puts me at twenty eight of twenty nine, so I'm good. Yep. So, so you both where... got two hit dice left. Yep. From um, where I'm at, that. I'm guessing I no longer have. No, but you do okay. have an enemy in melee with you. Yeah, that's okay. She didn't think of that. <laughs> AC's lower, but now you're rolling with disadvantage. Correct. I am okay with this. Um... <laughs> it's about what I expected. It's okay. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. It's fine. It's fine. Um, I will absolutely uh, uh, inspiration that. Okay. Roll again. Uh, just one roll. You don't normal. have to roll with this yep. the second time. It's like a luck point for you. 17. That will hit. Yep. For four damage, and just because I can, he gets pushed back into the water behind him. I'll, I'll take the seven from the first roll. Okay. I, I also want to say, Jeremy, you and I have been playing games together for a while. You know I love you. I don't think I have ever been as terrified by anything I've ever heard in a tabletop game as I was just now when you said, no, no, it's a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that means I am playing this character accurately. (laughs) Yeah, you, 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 you teleport up, look over to the right and just with that crackling eldritch energy, just throw one like offhanded as if yep. just, as if just, to, just, you were just noticing the thing and it gets caught in the chest and just collapses backwards into the swamp water of the, that's of the what, that's what you get. And then she looks to her, 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 her left and goes, ah, <laughs> completely unaware that, that that one was thing was there. <laughs> Amazing. That one's uglier than the rest, too. Uh, it's this one's turn. turn. All right, so this Bloodkin Brute is going to... His speed is 30, and he can dash as a bonus action towards the enemy. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Bonus action, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Uh, 
Let's see. It can't climb in to try and start murdering everyone yet, and it's going to have to try to hit the vehicle first because you're all in the way. Uh, so let's see if it can try and hit anyone who is inside the vehicle. Because you all have total cover while you're in the vehicle. Um, hang on one second. Uh, is this attack directed at anybody other than Tolbar? Uh, it would be directed at bees, but because bees has total cover, it has to go with the vehicle. So is it, I guess the question is, is it technically directing the attack at bees or at the vehicle? Is, like, is it a technical attack at bees and if it does enough damage, it gets to bees or is it directing the attack at the vehicle and that's it? It would be directed in the attack of the vehicle, and if it gets through the vehicle, it would be dealt to everyone inside. Okay, so does the vehicle count as a creature for purposes of mechanics? What are you What are you asking if you can use? Uh, Tolbar has deflect attack. He can use his reaction to impose disadvantage on the attack roll of one creature it can see that's within five feet of it, provided the attack roll is against a creature other than the defender. I'll say in this particular case, yes. Yeah. So, like, as it's coming, as it's coming to attack the car... Tolbar just sort of looks over, grabs one of the windows, and opens it hard enough to knock him off his attack. Nice! <laughs> to impose his <laughs> No cap, that's fucking metal. Yeah, it's a 15, which will miss the vehicle. <laughs> so it, you, you, it opens the door into it, and it just sort of stumbles back and loses and loses its, uh, its attempt to make the attack. Uh, then the war caller's turn. <coughs> as Miss Fairchild has so kindly presented herself and Nistel and Till. I'm helping! Technically, Fairchild only presented herself and Till. Nistel presented herself. <laughs> so, the, the, the war caller brings a hand up, and this blood-red energy sparks across their hand as they bring it down, and a, a crimson spear forms in the air and tries to strike down at Kendall as it casts spiritual weapon. Okay. Uh, make that a public roll since it's an attack. The natural one, though! <laughs> Into the rocks. Mm. Kendall just affixed them with a look and said, do you know who my father is? I <laughs> <laughs> oh, my generic and then, they, and, then they, and then they stumble. I'll just use my generic conjured blade there. Uh, it doesn't know who your father is, but it does know that it missed you, so it's going to try again <laughs> with its spear. I mean, fair. That's a seven. <laughs> <laughs> Rolled a one and a two on its attacks. Well done. What I caller. thought. Warcaller, whatever your name is. I poor love Blood this Cr character. This Jerry. poor Bloodkin is like, I never thought about the fact that they have parents. <laughs> 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 Maybe I should reconsider all my decisions. Ah. Uh, uh, is it Futurama? <laughs> Prisoner stabs themselves in the leg. Oh, is this what I've been doing to people? I belong here. I belong here. <laughs> <laughs>
Excellent. Da, 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 da. And then it's the Ravager's turn. 5, 10, 15, Ravagers. 20, 25, 30. Bonus action for aggressive. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. As it just gets in front of the vehicle and starts to hammer away at it. Bonk. That'll hit the vehicle for 17 slashing damage to the truck. Let me actually get the truck some hit points because it needs to it has a lot of hit points though so yeah, it's not going to be say, I was going to say they'll be they'll be banging on that hood for a while however you can't heal the truck it doesn't heal on its own so i've got i'll patch it you do <laughs> it, well damn it's unfortunate that we don't have an artificer in the oh wait huh <laughs> it'll miss, yep, it'll miss the second attack though uh and then it will use its command ability which oh, means no, no that... we didn't get the rental insurance <laughs> after three allied orcs within 120 feet that can hear it use their reactions to each make one weapon attack so three of its allies uh the one that's in the water the one that actually no the one that's in cover still and then the two that are in combat so the war caller is going to attack uh Kendall again because it's been trying to hit this this little elf and yeah, every time. That's a 19. Okay, I think that's gonna hit. Be really <laughs> hard for it not to be a hit. Um and 19 piercing damage is oh, maximum yeah. damage. It rolled Ooh. the max possible damage. And that's how yeah, Kendall dies. Are you it dead? Sure did. Uh no, no, I'm not dead. Okay. Um, force feed good berries to another character. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me check. Let me check. And make sure there's nothing I can do. I'm pretty sure there isn't. But, um, yep. Nope. So I, I, I I'm still up. I have three just not points. looking. Just not looking so hot. I have three hit points. It's Kendall, fine. No, you were gonna teach us to drive. As it as it realizes how badly it's been messing up, and it just seems to get angry, and just sort of with its whole body weight, just leans into the spear thrust that digs into Kendall's abdomen. Uh, then Kendall he... looks down, looks up, and screams. Mm-hmm. Yep, just full on blood curdling scream. That sounds like it's getting a little angry at the end. Uh, and then. Uh, one on the side is going to take a pistol shot at the car. It didn't have disadvantage, but it still hit. So the car takes nine more ballistic damage. And then the other one's going to take an axe swing at the car, which is a natural 20. So Hello. critical hits on, on dust runners. Uh, so if a dust runner, let's see, where is it? If the dust runner is struck by a critical hit, both the runner and one random creature inside it take the attack's damage, rolling the damage separately for both the runner and the creature. So, bees, I'm just going to say bees, because bees is the one that it was trying to get at, uh, are going to share in this. As that's 10 slashing to the vehicle, and god, <laughs> 16 to bees. Uh, Craig, you're muted. 
Yeah, I'm 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 sorry. I was doing dad stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. What's up? Uh, so the critical when it when a when a dust runner gets critically hit, both it and one random creature inside take the damage. And I was choosing bees because bees was the one I was trying to get at in the first place. Yeah, fair. This motherfucker shot you. Uh, with a, it, it hit you with a great axe. The great axe punches through the side of the vehicle and into you, as the vehicle takes ten and you take sixteen. Okay, all right. There, there is there is a, a an intensely loud buzzing, um, and sort of a shrill scream that comes out, um, and there is a with with much more reverb and much much uh, a much deeper voice than B's usual voice. Uh, everyone nearby can just hear our hive, <laughs> and then the, this blood came brute goes 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60. It's not close enough to actually swing its great axe, so it's just going to take a shot. Mm -hmm. They have great axes, miss. I could take one of those, Coltarn. It's your turn I need to go around. Uh, so all of the enemies went first, apparently. Question. Well, most of them, anyway. When you use a scatter weapon, does it suffer disadvantage for being next to somebody in melee? Uh, yes, it because will, if you're it firing says, it in directly in melee with well, someone. Well, because the weapon says that the attack is not affected by any features that affect weapon attacks. As in, like divine smite okay, and stuff okay, like that. Okay. If you can't use divine smite on a scatter shot. I couldn't use like or a sharpshooter. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay, that's fine. Does it hit everybody in that, or do I choose who it hits? Uh, it it you make an attack roll against everyone in the cone. It is indiscriminate. Okay. I'm trying to figure out how I can aim a cone. So uh, both my uh, uh, Tolbar can't make bonus actions, but I assume he can make a bonus action to get out of the vehicle. Oh yes, he can get out of the vehicle. As he just sort of opens the door and steps out, uh, I will cross over <clears throat> as a bonus action to get out over here as well. Um. So like Tolbar gets out of the car, drawing the attention of the 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 one that it, that it blocked previously, and it sort of like flexes its left arm, and as it does this. Like a a uh, a shaft pops out of the back of the shoulder and then collapses down into his grip, and pulls forward basically what looks like a buzzsaw axe. It's like a it's like a it's like a spinning saw blade at the end of a pole with an engine on it that revs, as he just sort of and like lean and like sort of stands up intimidatingly, and then Coltarn gets out on the other side, taps the guy on the shoulder, fires the shotgun. Uh, because we're flanking, I don't have disadvantage. So it's a flat yep. roll. Uh, yep. But I will be using scatter to try to hit it and the other one over here. Uh, depending on how you aim that, you could uh, also get the Ravager. Yeah, but that would also get bees, wouldn't it? It wouldn't get bees, but it would get the uh, the runner. Yeah, we get the runner. Um, how badly how badly damaged does the runner look? Uh, it's taken an amount of damage, but it's not even at half health yet. Okay, yeah, I'll get all three of them, and Tolbar's just gonna have to, you know, Tolbar's fine, he's tough. Uh, Jack, if you're saying anything, you're muted. Alright. Because my shotgun is currently a magical weapon, I attack with my intelligence instead of with, de with dexterity. Uh, and the one that's right next to me takes an additional die of weapon damage if I hit it. Okay, this is out. 
So. And use one attack roll for all the targets. Yeah. So a 17 to the one in front of me. So uh, that'll hit that'll hit both the brutes, and I believe it'll hit the ravager. It will just miss the ravager. Uh, just miss the ravager. Uh, but it will hit the walker. It'll also it'll hit, hit Tolbar. It'll, it'll, it'll hit the Smoky Walker special. Um, I didn't know where. Roll your. Uh, let's see, is it? I'm a watch. I'm a watch. Eight to Tolbar and eight eight to, eight to Tolbar the Bloodkin and the truck. And then another. So eight plus six is fourteen. Fourteen to the one directly between me and Tolbar. Ouch. So I just tap on the shoulder. Just as I point blank shot him. And does Tollbar get to attack too, or no? No, because I had to use my bonus action to get out of the vehicle. I can't use my bonus action to give Tollbar an attack. Okay. But Tollbar... Tollbar also takes eight. Yeah, Tolbar. I got I got Tollbar. Uh, but Tollbar gives me, a, you know, flanks with me, which is the more important yeah. part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And can also heal himself. Uh... No, you can't do that right now, though, so. All right, so that was my turn. Gideon, you're sitting up on that pintle mount. Yes, give me one second. I'm sorry. Go for it. Uh, Varush, since you're on the same initiative, go ahead. Okay. Um, let's see. Sorry, I had a hollering child. Okay. Oh. See, so uh, Rouge is going to, mm, yeah, <laughs> uh, like bonus action climb out and let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh. Can I climb over the? <laughs> it's already been shot and stabbed. You, can I climb over? the top of this and just like stand on the or like climb over the top of the hood. Yeah, you can you can you can choose to disembark anywhere adjacent to the vehicle. So you can choose to get off and stand on top of it if you want. Yeah, I'll stand uh I'll hop off uh right here next to this one. Um set my uh bow down and hit him with a heavy blade. See both hands. Twenty-three. That'll hit. Nice. For max damage, or no, not max, just about uh, eleven points of slashing. Ouch. Yeah, and that's me. All right, Gideon, you're sitting up on that pistol cool. mount. Uh, can I shoot the things that are adjacent to the vehicle, or are they too close? Uh, you can absolutely shoot things that are adjacent to the vehicle. That is the that is the point of the pintle mount. Sweet. Well, I'm gonna shoot at the one that that hit B. All right. Hey, fucking hit my brother, <laughs> bitch! And I'm gonna put a bullet in this mother. Uh, the attack 
will have disadvantage because of because of it being adjacent it's hard to aim that close oh um sure. you can use your headshot feature if you want to try and use it here i will do that so roll me a uh, check call headshot with a mounted minigun oh yeah <clears throat> i like it as it tries to avoid you it does, it's going to be really hard for it to not be yep so you get to apply your sneak attack even with disadvantage because you called it for a headshot target. Sweet. So, but I still roll disadvantage, right? Yeah. Yeah, you still roll with the disadvantage. So you still have to hit it. Okay. So I roll disadvantage. Oh well, that's not going to matter because I'm using or is it? Let's see. What? Oh, okay. It did. Okay. Um, so what do I, how do I do that? Cause I, I'm not able to roll from the Smokey Walker special. So, what so do I do? Basi do I basically it'll be, uh, let me see, let me check how your proficiencies are going to overlap with this. Let me check. No, 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 no. Let's see. You have, it's a hard point. It's a gun hard point. Da, da, da. Yeah, so go ahead and roll me your it's just gonna be a dexterity roll with your proficiency bonus added, so make a regular like range attack with one of your guns. Okay. So um what do I click for that? Or do I do I just type it in? Uh just uh you can either type slash roll one d twenty plus whatever the bonus okay. is, or you can just use your pistol attack, honestly. Okay, I'll do that then. That'll be easier. So we're on my pistol. Unfortunately, a six will miss. A uh, six will miss. That sucks. <clears throat> that would have been metal then. It's just like bullets raining down around and between Coltarn and Tolbar. You also have to not hit bees, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of bees, it's bees' turn. Hey, it's bee time. Um, can I attack the one that's, that's right outside that just hit us? Time oh, yeah. for bee. All right. So the um the the torch bees are just sort of pouring out of the armor and out of the uh, out of the hole. So I'm gonna make uh, you will need to disembark because you're technically are full cover on both sides because you can't you can't technically reach them without getting out. But oh, even though it just attacked us through the wall, it it only got there because it got a critical hit on the vehicle. All right, how do I disembark? Just a bonus action. That's it. Uh, all right. Um, I'm going to. Instead, I'm going to use my bonus action to be ethereal jaunt. <laughs> and um, the the bees just sort of pour out of the uh, out of the armor hive and through the hole in the um, in the side. And uh, as they move out, um, uh, they are, are are going to sort of swarm around the the bloodkin that's right there by the door and uh, the one that just attacked them and. Uh, Try to attack it. 
15. That will hit it, actually. All right, great. Um, so I will... 10 points of damage? Yep, it dies. All right. Um, and then I, I, I will go ahead and use... Um, I'll use my Swarmkeeper feature to go ahead and move myself five feet in that direction. And then I'm going to, because I'm, I'm jaunting, I'm going to move. Are we, are we, are we triangulating diagonal movement or? Diagonal movement, I don't care about. Okay, <laughs> all right. Count so, it normally. Um, okay, so. Um, um, all right, so I'm going to go to here. And then be also three spaces up. Yep. And remember that when your jaunt ends, you snap back to where you were. Yeah, but it's a minute. Yeah. Um, which one do you like to use for flying? Uh, I think there is a... There are a lot more icons in here than I'm used to. Let's use the, let's use the wings. Uh, so if you're, how many spaces up? Uh, three spaces up. Use that. Mm -hmm. Oh, ha, we both did it. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. All right. And I believe that's my turn. This is my bonus to my regular and my move. Yep. Till. Okay. Um. He's going to take the attack action, just pull out the pistol, and shove it right in this war caller's <laughs> face and pull the trigger. Does a 20 hit him? Oh, yes. Excellent. Eight ballistic damage. Concentration check for spiritual weapon? Yep. One second. Let's see what his con save looks like. Not bad. He succeeds. Okay. Uh, spend a key point for flurry of bullets. <laughs> also, I don't think... Actually, spiritual weapon is not a concentration spell. Oh, well, nope. never mind then. Hmm. All right. Yep. We'll just keep shooting him then. <laughs> Does a 15 hit him? Uh, yes. Actually, oh, okay. no, it just misses. You're oh, okay. AC 16. Damn it. <laughs> I've got inspiration. I'll use it. 18. All right. That'll hit. For another eight. So 16 points of damage, ballistic damage to him. Um, trying to think. That was my bonus. Eh. I've got movement. Um, yep. Nope. I'm just going to stick there and because there's nothing I can do to patch up Kendall. So um, I'm going to stay there and just yell Mistle, other side and try and get her to flank with me. Uh, this brute is going to spend half his movement getting up from being shoved into the river. 5, 10, 15, that's his movement and then he's going to go into action. <laughs> Dash, 5, 10, 15, 20. He's not super smart, so he's not going to think about flanking. He's just going to charge at Varush. It's a 23 to hit Varush, though. Yep, that hits. It'll be 12 points of slashing damage. Owie. Ouch. And this one is way off in the distance. It's going to go 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 35, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. And it's just gonna fire the pistol at Tollbar because it's big and because it's big and intimidating looking. 
No, not Torbar. That's an eight, which will miss, I'm assuming. Ding. It sort of pings off its back. Pang. Torbar it, your turns. turn. <laughs> she will <laughs> listen to Cho and she will flank. What side am I supposed to move to? The opposite uh, side from direct, Tail, so Directly right diagonal there. to, yep. Mm-hmm. Right here? Okay. <sighs> oh, no, one one over more. Oh, You're, one over, right? Oh, okay. Right there, perfect. Mm. All right. And then she will stab or attempt to. You have advantage. Yay. Because you are flanking. Nice. That will hit. And also deal sneak attack damage. How do I? Oh, here it is. How do I roll damage? Like on the short sword word in the chat box. Okay. And I put a check mark next to sneak attack. Yes. Okay. No, the the no. in the in the actual box where the uh, where the where the where the roll shows up. Click on the word short sword underneath the actual roll itself. Were you underneath the 26 where it says short sword? Mouse over. Right. I did this last week. Sorry. <laughs> it is it, roll 20 damage rolling is really weird. <laughs> Please don't stress. Yeah. I get confused constantly. Well, 20, or 14, 14 damage. Nice. Can I attack with my other sword? Yep. Bonus action to attack. Do I have an advantage on this one? Yep. Uh-huh. Okay. Still flanking. Hmm. Uh, we'll go hey, with the 17 because you rolled, you, rolled, you rolled your second attack technically already with the 17, so just oh. roll damage. Uh, turn off sneak attack <laughs> and then roll damage. Flankers 2. Still flanking. Uh, 14. That'll be... Uh, that'll be 9. 9. Uh, yet, why does that have 2d6 on it? Yeah. That had 2d6 on it for some reason. Oh, is it not supposed to? Yeah, they both. Yeah, a short short sword is 1d6. You entered this. No, I didn't. (laughs) Yes, you did. You entered this on my sheet. Hang on. I blame you. I'll fix that real quick. Why does it say Mistle Special Kick Ass Short Sword? (laughs) Here. 1d6, put that there. And. That was the modification modification that I... uh, Short sword (laughs) squared. Short sword. Offhand. We'll put that there. And you don't get your dex bonus on the offhand attack, so that'll be simple enough. So that should actually be uh, an 11 on that first one, not a 12. Yeah, so 11, and then... And then another 6. And then 6. Okay, so... 17 total. Yep. Damn, he's not looking great. Come on, Uh, Kendall. Finish him off. Yep, it's Kendall's turn. So Kendall reaches down uh, 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 through slit in the dress, comes out with an incredibly well-made, very, very expensive, like, brand new looking uh, uh, um uh, energy knife mm-hmm. um, that was clearly strapped to her leg. Screams and leaps and stabs repeatedly. Atta girl. Hmm. 
whether I hit or not is another question. Uh, normal, blah, 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 blah. She's growing full on crazy white girl. I mean, I mean, I mean, she does also, it must be said, take a moment while she's, while she's pulling the dagger to slip out of her shoes. Cause right. she's going to be leaping on the thing, which is on the ground and the shoes have to stay clean. It's right. looking, it's looking real fucked up as you just sort of drive the, uh, the dagger into yep. its chest. It's not dead yet. And she's still hanging off of its front, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. She's an Aladrin in spring uh, aspect, right? Yes. Does at any point she say, spring break, woo? No. Okay. <laughs> Definitely not. Okay. Uh, this brute is dead. The war caller is not. Uh, it's going This is going to go great. Yeah, it's interesting that both of you have the same color aura right now. Uh-huh. I wonder what that means. Maybe both of us are about to die. <laughs> First me, and then it. I can't see it's, anything that's happening over there, so just scatter 20. <laughs> it's 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 in, like, fight or die mode right now, so spiritual weapons are going to take a swing at Kendall. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. The 19. There is no way I can make that not hit. She'll deal five force damage. Pump. And as as one as one target collapses, it turns and tries to deal with the other one that's been shooting at it. Come at me, bitch. That's a fifteen to hit. Not a chance. And it drives the spear as it drives the spear towards you, and you just with the Wing. with the side of with the side of the <laughs> pistol just yep. deflect it to the side. Yep. Uh, and then the Ravager's turn. Uh, going to try and attack Baruch. Makes two attacks. Going to use its longsword. Is that 15 to hit? Nope. And a 20 will hit. Yeah, that will. As its Foe Smiter ability activates, and it deals 17 slashing damage to you. Bump. <laughs> oh no if he's on the ground is he considered in the area of my scatter yes, uh, yes. damn it uh, this brute... in three dimensions Fine, it's only one death save but I could get this, all this four brute of will them. swing this brute will swing a great axe at Tolbar and 18 hits Tolbar I believe uh, yes an 18 will hit Tolbar for 11 slashing damage wow these damage rolls are off the charts yeah they're yeah. They're mowing lawns. Woo, Tobar's still got a sliver. Coltarn, you're up. Tobar's fine. <laughs> John, we might be have to go back to Grand Terra Shadowfront earlier than a doubt it considering. Are you still Five, alive? Ten. I'm fine. I was gonna say Coltarn I'm, hasn't been touched yet. I'm talking to Jeremy. I'm fine. I'm alive, technically. Just unconscious. I am as alive as most um, of your characters. <laughs> too soon, Jolly. <laughs> well played. <laughs> too soon. I was going to say I am as alive as Cody's character, or more specifically, I am as alive as Till 
because I have a feeling if if, if Kendall dies, he'll <laughs> just run in. <laughs> I can't. Just I, like, I, I All can't. right, guys, we have to run now. William. Yes. If I start the cone here, will it hit these two without hitting? Uh, without hitting. Varush, yes. Varush. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So I'm going to move over to here. Uh, look over Remember to Tolbar. Me. Use my bonus action to go Tolbara Mirka. Uh, and then scatter attack on these three. Click, click, boom. Uh, we'll have disadvantage because you're fighting with an enemy in melee. I'm going to use an inspiration. Go for it. You roll another die. You don't have to roll a disadvantage again. 19. That'll hit all three of them. So 11 to all three plus another four to the one in front of me. That one's down. This one's not. So that's 15 to the one in front of me. This one is down. All right. Tollbar. Presents himself as an opponent, uh, but is going to use his action to repair, which is just an action. So Tolbar, uh, the a bunch of the damage that Tolbar is suffering just sort of stitches it, you know, welds itself back together. Yep. Yep. As he presents himself to fight. And I'm hoping Gideon will take out one of the other two. That's uh, hope. And that's my turn. Gideon, you're up. <coughs> oh, okay. So there's this one here and this one here. And that's right. That's it, right? Uh, there's there's the one there's the one directly in front of you, but the two that you okay. just noted are the injured ones. Cool. All right. Um, then I'm gonna aim for that one there. All right. Uh, there's no one adjacent to it. Do you want to aim for a headshot? I am going to headshot. So that's a normal roll, but I get my sneak attack, right? Yeah. Well, first you have to make a perception check versus their stealth. Right. Okay. So... Or acrobatics, which is the same. Ugh. Roll good. You did. Hey. You rolled good. You get your headshot. Nice. Please. If, you hit, if, right, you hit, if you hit them, you get sneak attack. This is not at disadvantage because they're not directly adjacent to the vehicle. Correct. Unfortunately, an eight will miss. What do you have an inspiration to use? I do have inspiration to use. You know what? I'm going to use my inspiration. That's better. There you go. So five oh, ballistic damage and then roll your extra D6. Oh. Actually, you sh even without your sneak attack, he's dead. Sweet. <laughs> that was bullshit, dude. Good, good yes. Take I mean, I'm glad I used my inspiration there, but good. Ness. 
And then Varush, you're unconscious. Roll me a death save. One failure. Bees. Bees! Bees will sort of swirl up in the air where the the swarm is currently spinning. And uh, they will focus down on this one here. I'm going to go ahead and uh, cast, use my bonus to cast Hunter's Mark. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will uh, say, I hope you're really not a cop. And uh, I'm going to uh, make a make a longbow attack. Uh, Ten, I assume, does not hit. Uh, nope, does not. So I'm going to spend my inspiration and roll that again. You gotta be fucking kidding me! Thirteen. That'll miss. Damn it! Okay, shit. Fucking wish fest over here. Like, what the fuck? Seriously, that that's getting a little dicey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many good berries does Mistle have? Ten <laughs> or nine, if if Mistle ate one. Wait, what but do I have? You you have good berries. I cast good berries earlier when I gave you the honey. Okay. So you. I have, haven't eaten any. I haven't been hit. Okay. No, I, I mean, I think, I think, sort of in um, character, you ate one just to taste them. <laughs> oh, probably yes. Down. But, but yeah, so you can you can restore one hit point by just like shoving the honey down somebody's mouth. Okay. Treat, take, treat, it'll, treat them like they're diabetic. It'll take an action to force feed someone a good berry or good honey in this case. It's that good honey. Is <laughs> these right done? Well, no, but. Oh. When your turn I, comes around, you can say, use your action to bring Kendall back to one hit point. Or you could not. Or you could she run past Kendall and, get, and the... give the bunny, you know, give the honey to the elephant. I, I, I that, think... that would be more... That would be more immense. So, yeah, no. Yeah, Bees is going to fly over there. God, I had some fucking plans. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Till. I get, I get All right. Finish, uh, off this, finish off this war yeah, collar. Shout to the war collar. Ooh, it's a miss. Key point. 13, Jesus. God, still... There 22. That one will kill him. Finally! He's dead. Right, yeah. Bang, bang! And then just one, just like... Yeah, no. Two shots there, and then one was... Up. You know, um, it, was a really, it was a really cool gun foo fight, though, because you were like, bang, and he knocked the hand away. Right, bang, he knocked right, the hand away. Right, and, then the last, yeah, and then I just... Right, right, up, under, right up under the spear. Bang, up bang. under the chin. Um, and... Bees, Mistle, patch her up quickly, and then Till's gonna dart right over to this Ravager, and, you know, obviously I don't have any more attacks left, but I just, you know, like, plant my feet into his back and land on the ground next to him. Do I have to? She calls after him. Yes! But... Well, these two brutes are dead. Mistle, it's your turn. I mean, there's an elephant over there that needs her help. I'm just saying. There is an. There is an. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. Yeah. It, oh, damn it! You beat me to it. Not, we're outside. Thank you very much. It's a. It's a room. Uh, it's a metaphorical room, but a literal where? elephant. Where is the elephant? Uh, right here. At the moment. Uh, at more the moment, than thirty feet away. A, acting as a it's, hood decoration. Yeah. 
She can fly. Not more than 30 feet. Stupid bird man. She'll shove a thing <laughs> down Kendall's throat. Okay. While muttering under her breath. Congratulations, Kendall. You're laying on your back in the mud, probably. Kendall? Uh, uh, I'm sure it does. Speaking of, it's your turn now, Kendall. Incredibly inappropriate joke, but I'm not going to. Oh, um, come on. Now you have to. No, absolutely. No, he not. not on a live stream. There, there are some jokes you don't want captured on the internet forever. Absolutely. Would it be, I will share it after game. Would it be made worse by the fact that Bees is basically two years old? <laughs> Anyways, I'm getting up. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, bees don't live that long. So no, collectively, yeah, bees are the highest. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. By the way, I really keep fucking up the um the, the tense of bees. It should always be plural. They right. never say I. I fuck right. that up and say I okay, sometimes. Fair enough. Um. Uh. Yeah. The hive has had sentience for two years. Yeah. There's just a slow, like, rise to feet. Bride of Frankenstein. Good, good. And there is a, let's call it a lack of peppiness at the moment. How you doing? Because she's muddy. She's almost dead. Um... And she's not even going to acknowledge the fact that she essentially rode a blood this bloodkin thing to the ground. Um, she looks over at this last one over here, and uh, you know she could kill it, or no, she wouldn't. She wouldn't do enough to kill it, but she could. She could do some damage. But no, she just sort of reaches out in this sort sort of cold expression and casts. Do they count as people? Uh, they're humanoids. Hold person. Yep. There you Yay. go. <laughs> For once, using it on an enemy. <laughs> <laughs> using it on an enemy first, yeah. no less. That's the key. That's <clears throat> a wisdom save? That is a wisdom save. That's what we call character growth right there. That's a six. Using, using it on someone who is an enemy before you cast. <laughs> so it is paralyzed. And she will walk the 15 feet over oh, that good, she has it? left. Lean in. I hope you feel every blow. <laughs> she says, <laughs> yikes. All right. Well, uh, the Ravager's turn ends. Also, and... just so that she provides some flanking if anybody wants to go on the other side. Cold turn. Nicely done. Uh, so... Uh, I use my bonus action to shout Torbaramir Ka uh, and then I move it rolled, it rolled a 10 on the save at the end of its turn to try and break free it doesn't I move there Tolbar moves there <laughs> uh, Tolbar uses a force empowered rend as he revs the ch- as he revs the axe on the end of the ch- on the end of the stick you have advantage Kendall. and because you're within 5 feet if this hits it's a critical hit Kendall just smiles 23 that's a crit. And just for thematic purposes, at the same time, I'm swinging with a mace. Actually, could I have picked up a great axe? 
Uh, if you wanted to, it's your interaction for the turn. Pick up a great axe. Yeah, yeah. I'll pick up a great axe and swing with that. It's a great axe. It's all right. It's it's kind <laughs> of it's kind of made from junk and scrap metal, but it's a functional. That's great my axe. aesthetic. It's an okay great axe. <laughs> axes are like pizza. Even when they're okay, they're still pretty great. Yep. 14? That will miss. Okay, well, that's okay. No, you I'm still critically sure hit it with the You with did the crit with a chainsaw. Uh, so, minus two. So that's five. And seven, seven. which is 12. So, 12 force damage. Hi, welcome to Crit with a Chainsaw, my World of Darkness <laughs> podcast. Yeah! Gideon! <laughs> um, okay, so... <coughs> let's see. Still that fucker in the front. Yep, and because it's within five feet of the vehicle, if you hit it with the with the pintle mount, it is a critical hit, including your sneak attack, because you, because you would not have disadvantage, you'd have a regular attack roll, and there are allies in melee with it. You don't even have to try for a headshot. Oh, I don't have disadvantage against that one? Nope, because it's paralyzed. Flat roll. Fuck yes. All right, cool. Well, let me go ahead and roll my perception. You don't You don't even have to. Sweet. Fucking yes. All right. You want me to find your tiger? Headshot this bitch. Like, if you hit him, you get your sneak attack. There's no need for the headshot bonus action. If you want to take your cunning action to aim, you can actually get advantage. You said it has to be your cunning. Which you might um, want to do. Yeah, I, I had already hit that when, when you said I could do that. So can oh. I go ahead and roll another one? Yeah, go one? ahead. Go ahead and roll another Use one. Use my cunning action to aim and roll another one. Yep. Still a miss, though, unfortunately. Yeah, still a fucking miss. All right. All right. Obviously, obviously Gideon's not supposed to be the hero fucking today. Sorry, appreciate you, William. Roll a death save. Hey. There's a success. Successful save. Bees. Here we go again on my own. Um, You're not on your own. Literally everybody else is around him too. <laughs> Believe it or not. I'm walking on it. Okay, sorry. Um, Don't stop believing. Believing. Um, save save we, some we, of the we, puns for later. You don't want I was going to say, we're going to go down this road. We'll be here all night. Um, <laughs> all right. So <coughs> I'm going to... I, I Their hive is fucked up and they're pretty upset. I think they're going to attack the um, the last remaining one. Uh, are you fucking kidding me? An 11. You have advantage. It's paralyzed. Jesus Christ. Yeah, wait for me to roll a natural one on this one. Please don't send the unconscious person. 22. Thank God. That's a hit. It's not a okay. critical hit because you're not within five feet of it, but it is a hit. That's that's okay. I have the capacity to fuck this thing up. Okay. So <laughs> It's Hunter's Mark, so there's that. Yeah. Oh no! Don't worry. So twelve from the actual hit with the long B. Um, 
And then I'm going to go it's ahead a long, and long bee. Uh, roll some hunter's mark. So 16. Is it uh -huh. still alive? Uh, yep. All right, cool. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and activate um, favored foe. Two Which more points of damage. Two more. All right. Humanoids would be the favored foe of these. Oh no, yeah. I, I I took the alternate, so it's favored yeah. foe. So it's basically oh, okay, like yeah, yeah. which which enemy do I feel like saying fuck you to this turn? Um, <laughs> and then uh, I'm gonna activate my um, extra damage from my swarm keeper feature. Uh, gathered swarm, so an extra one d six from that. Four more points of damage. <laughs> Ouch! He's not looking so hot. Swarm I told bees. you. I like. I really damage. don't like these guys. They messed with my hive. Um, I think that may be it, though. I don't think I have anything else I can do. Yeah, this me. is this is why the, uh, the 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 swarm keeper ranger that I want to play is an earth Ganassi That every time he every time he hits someone with a mace, it's just an avalanche of rocks following the mace. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, I think okay. So I think that's it. I think oh, that's all kill. I got. You're up. Yeah. Right. Yep. Finish kill. this fucker off. You have yep. advantage of all your attacks. Till holsters. Till holsters. To be the fair, pistol. there was 22 points of damage. Oh yeah. Right. Till till holsters the pistol, whips the spear out two handed, and just goes ham. 25 to hit. So 10 plus. So there 11, are, 11 piercing damage for the first hit. Yep, there are torch bees all over this thing. There we go. I mean, it's a crit. It's anyway, a crit anyway. But, right, so another 11. How do you want to do this? Consistency. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, one, one through the, one through the, the first one goes through the abdomen, and the second one just comes up under the jaw and out the back of the, the skull, pretty much. Just severing the atlas and axis back there in the in the spinal column. As it's going down, I'd like to make a medicine check to stabilize our elephant friend. Roll me medicine. Because I don't know there are good berries in play. Ten. You successfully stabilized them. You successfully exactly stabilized the elephant. So yeah, it's just like as soon as I see it going down, all right, that's good. Drop the shotgun, <laughs> grab a grab a fucking syringe gun, a needle. <laughs> I'm not going to say I wanted you to roll in that one, but I would have laughed real hard if you had. So, <laughs> my, for my death save? No, for the for the medicine save. Oh yeah, yeah. For the medicine roll. So, while this is going down as 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 uh Till drives a spear into the spinal column of this last remaining bloodkin, Gideon a weird thought occurs to you. You realize that you never actually bothered to look at what that thing that you lifted is that's in your pocket that you've had this entire time since you lifted it off that random dwarf. Oh, yeah. What is it? You, as you look at it... <clears throat> broke. <laughs> you, you realize that you're looking at an amulet. Uh, a... A strange, like, small, uh, shaped like a small heart, but with encircled in brass with, like, the 
the symbol of a hammer on the back side of it, indicating a indicating a forge is devoted to uh, Kadmorgoran, the dwarven god of blacksmithing and forgery, forgery uh, forging. Um, and this dwarven god of forgery. <laughs> <laughs> His name is also Kadmorgoran. It's very confusing. <laughs> and the signatures are identical. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> um. And you realize this is probably some kind of magical amulet. And based on the design, probably something to do with healing. Sweet. Hey, uh, dude. Uh, what's your name? Uh, Coltan. Yes. This thing looks like it's, you know, useful or whatever. I hold out the amulet to him. I'm at the front of the car, toss it. When I have the chance, I'll try to identify it. You can't identify it. You're looking at a periaptive wound closure. Nice. This would have been useful earlier. Kendall has just turned around, slowly walked back to the rock, picked up Be her fair, as soon as I lifted this, we got in a fight, and then right after that, we came on this quest. So, not really my fault. You, actually, you should be happy, because I probably would have sold it if we hadn't gotten sucked into this. Jeremy. Yes. Uh, picks up her shoes off of the rock slowly, turns around, slowly walks back, gets into the cu- go to, to the driver's seat, and just sits there staring straight ahead. Move my body before she gets impatient. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, the 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 hive husk, um sort of is, is slowly and awkwardly shifting itself forward into the empty passenger seat uh, next to Kendall. And uh, as the as the bees are slowly pouring back in through the window, you can hear um, the buzzing sounds of industry from within the armor. Um, and you can see webs uh, starting to be spun to cover the portions that were uh, that were fractured. And then the voice comes out from inside. Is it my turn to drive now? <laughs> oh. Right about now is when Till lands on the hood of the vehicle in front of Kendall, just kind of down on kind of three point landing style. Poser. Miss Fairchild, we're going to need to tend your injuries before we go anywhere, all right? Yep. Good. And I think that is a spectacular place to end for the week. <laughs> Say goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Goodbye.